everybody. <laughs> What's that? That's my really excited Kermit the Frog. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounded a little little bit like Kermit. Yeah. A little bit like Fat Albert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what's that guy from the Goonies? Uh, uh, what is that guy from the Goonies? I don't remember his name. Sloth. Sloth. Sloth, Sloth yes. Love Chunk. As you could hear, we have a guest. There's a third person in the room, and his name is Pagoda. And I don't think he has been on the podcast this year. Mr. Nathan. Is that true? No. I, no, I have not. You were a season... Season yeah. one? Season I think that two? the last time, it would be season two. The last time mm-hmm. I think you were on was Ethnic Chilada. Yes, probably. Number 34. <laughs> That's a really great episode. Is it? Oh, I don't my gosh, remember it's hilarious. It. It's weird to look back at the old episodes. And be I, like, I remember the name, but yes. what, what was this about? I, I don't remember. Well, I remember some of it because you got a little, I called it Ethnic Chilada because you got a little ethnic in the episode and was trying to say... Chalada. 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 It was putting emphasis on stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of funny. And so I remember that part of it only. And I know I laughed out loud when I listened to it back. I think it's interesting to see after the fact what you name episodes because I always think of great names and then I'm like, oh, you didn't go for the obvious. You just picked something else that I yeah. forgot about. I'm not saying they're bad. Yeah. I'm just saying like there was a. Well, why don't time. you text me? Oh, because that's your job. Oh, you could, I could, you could also take all of the work out of it for me and just tell me the name. He doesn't want to stifle your creativity. Got to yeah. do a little podcast note here. I think your gain's a little high. You're redlining on me. Minus? I haven't ever changed mine. Well, sometimes kids come in here and fiddle with dials. It's, it looks the same to me. Okay. Yeah, I think we're good. All right. Um, yeah, so Nate's back. And we're glad to have you back. You're oh, thank be- you. you're fully bearded, and you have long hair. Yeah, it's this is like terrible. a COVID hair thing yeah. you've got going on. Mm-hmm. If you want to see his terrible hair, you can go on our YouTube page. Well, you've bo- yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, youtube.com slash Snarf Comics. Yes, or is it Snarf Talk? No, it's not yet. Because- oh, okay. <laughs> That is a long story on that one. Um, yeah, that's a podcast note. We're like slowly changing our branding, which is like a thing you're never supposed you're to never do. You're never supposed to do this, ever. But when we started the podcast, we were more about producing comic books, and this yeah. was going to be like a support for us to produce comic books yeah. that we never do. Right. Correct. So we called it Snarf Comics. And it was this was Snarf Talk podcast, and so, that's still a thing. Like we're oh like, yeah, we're are, absolutely still doing that, but it's not the main thing we're doing. No, I the mean, main we're thing just, we're doing is the podcast. So we're going to rebrand everything to Snarf Talk. It's extremely complicated. There's lots of backlinks I got to fix. There's right. lots of bad search engine optimization things. The and the problem is, is like we thought Snarf Comics on social media was a little bit uh, confusing to people. Because yeah. we always talked about Snarf Talk, but you had to search Snarf Comics. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That gets you. And a lot of people were probably trying to search Snarf Talk, you know, and not coming up with anything besides the podcast. So, right. I don't know. It makes more sense to me to have it as Snarf Talk or Snarf Talk Podcast, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I don't know. It just takes a lot of work on your end. Yeah. Well, it's fine. Um I'm getting back into the videos. I'm getting back into yep. our social media. I'm getting everything updated after my month-long, basically, non-recording uh, 
doing things. I don't yeah, know right. what you call it. So we're getting back in there. Yeah. But we're still available on patreon.com slash still snarf comics. Yeah. We probably <laughs> oh, we forgot that about that too. one. <laughs> <laughs> forgot about the old Patreon one. But yeah, you can still go there. We Just, still have t-shirts available. You can message us if you want to buy a t-shirt. They're awesome. Yeah, we do have shirts available. Uh, we're doing... A coloring contest, folks. Yes, but it's now too that late. That <laughs> is closed. Yes, we closed the entry period uh, as... No, I don't need to turn down my gain because it's going to be different on our recording. What's That thing has a gain switch on it too, Mr. Audio Guy. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we've got a, a coloring contest that uh, we closed as of yesterday. So we had it open for like a week. Mm. Uh, are you aware of this, Nate? Yes, yes, I am. Okay, we've got a couple of guys at work that are. Yes, that's how I know. Yeah, they're pretty are. excited about it. Yeah, and it's going to be fun. So we had a caricature drawn of Chris and I at C two E two by Eric Macias. He's the guy that's drawn all of our stuff. If you if you look up Snarf Talk on Facebook or anywhere, you're going to see a picture of a goat sitting by a microphone with a computer and a coffee cup. He drew that. And he drew this picture for us. And it's just black and white. So we figured for our 100th episode, we would give people the opportunity to color this picture. And we're going to give you um, the winner. Whoever wins this gets a $100 Amazon gift card and a free sweatshirt. A sweatshirt. Is it a sweatshirt and T-shirt or just a sweatshirt? Just a right? sweatshirt. Yeah. So $100 Amazon gift Don't card. Don't be greedy, is people. Yeah, really. We're already giving you $100 on Amazon. <laughs> For coloring an awesome picture. Yeah, but I'm really excited about this. I am too. We have a bunch of like comic book artists that actually applied for the thing. It's crazy to see them. We had uh, applicants come in from Hawaii, yeah. Texas, South, South Carolina, Carolina, North Carolina, a bunch. Of all the Carolinas. All the Carolinas. However many there are. Illinois, obviously, yeah. Florida, all over the place. Yeah. Um, way more than I thought we'd get. Sure. And I actually printed out an extra 10 copies you know and i was gonna tell you to do that yes um so and this this isn't due until you know like the week before our 100th episode so like eight weeks from now you won't get them if you if you're in the contest you won't get them for another week at least probably next week maybe even a couple weeks i don't know how long the mail is covid yeah well that's true so you could have five weeks instead of eight weeks to do it you still got plenty of time but you got to get um we need one thing that people were confused of and you were telling people you do not have to send them back to us Unless you are the chosen winner. If Correct. you win, you need to send it back to us. If you're not the winner, just you, yes, go ahead, I'm going to give everybody individual instructions, but I want you to use a scanning app. There are free ones available. There's Correct. actually in every iPhone, you already have one in the notes app. I just saw that. Yeah. I just saw that as a thing. You can scan it, uh, save it to your camera roll as a JPEG and email it to us or uh, yeah, email it to us or message it to us through Facebook. And um, or you can use Microsoft Office Lens, which is also free and super yes. easy. The reason for that is because it makes and, and it just is a better quality picture. It's and it's a lot quicker for us to be able to judge things. So that way, if it takes you a long time to do the coloring, and it's like two days before the episode, you can still send us an email, and we're going to get the picture and be able to look at it and judge it. Um, and then pick the winner for the 100th episode. The person that wins, we do want the physical copy back because we're going to hang it in the studio. Um, and you'll be able to see it on our videos, and it's going to be pretty amazing. Magical. Have. 
you know, magical, yes. Or I'm, we might take, we might ask for, even if you're not the winner, we might still want your picture, if that's cool. Yeah, if you agree to if it. If you agree I guess. to it. It is technically yours. There's going to be more than like, there's going to be several, I mean, good ones. I sure. feel like this is going to be really, really hard to judge. Yeah, it is. Because Ooh, if yeah. there's some really good artists out there that know what they're doing and they do a phenomenal job, there could be like two of them that I absolutely love. Like yeah, if I like two of them, are we going to have second places? We're going for quality, but also originality. Right. Um, we had people ask about like uh, different mediums, like of doing the picture. Yeah, we never answered that. I'm. I don't. I did. I, I know what he wants to do. You think it's a spray paint yeah, thing? Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I if know that's what he wants to do. You think so? Absolutely. I go for it. Yeah, I'm all for any of it. it whatever like you guys airbrush, want to do. like no, uh, he makes he he takes pictures and puts them on his computer and then like stencilizes them, prints out the stencils and, and then, then oh, overlays okay, okay. them with different yeah, spray paints. Yeah, Ooh. it's really cool. He made it, me uh, David Timmons. Timmons. Oh yeah, he's still doing that. I don't know. I don't know. If I've got I've while. got one of his things that he's done and it was it was really good. Yeah, he he did. Um, who did he do? He Grady. made me. A, he made me a Boba Fett. He did. It yeah. used to hang up here. It, it's here somewhere. We haven't uh, hung pictures on our walls in the studio yet because right. that was Jerry's job. It was. Anytime I give Jerry a job, <laughs> it never gets done. No, no, that's very hard to do. Um, I'm, I'm the boss. What did, what so we do have, like I said, I printed ten extra. If you are listening to this right now and it's not our hundredth episode yet, um, you can possibly still get in. Yeah. We had one late entry today that I has not I I has not I have not responded to because I was I wanted to check with you first to see if you did get any extra because if you didn't I was going to tell them like sorry bud yeah like they went to the printer and and like I said the a lot of the people local we're going to try and deliver them because I don't want to pay seven dollars oh yeah I've got them a, out I've got a bunch of people that I'm going to deliver them to. There's Jerry, probably Jerry's just going to spend a day delivering. Yeah, really, uh, and I probably will spend an afternoon. And delivering if we're coming a bunch to deliver them. one anyway, we can also deliver you a T-shirt. We can for twenty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to win a hundred, so you could potentially. Potentially, you never know. Um. All right. That's anyway. Of that. That's yeah. I was just super excited about it because I'm. I don't know. I'm just really excited to see how people color this. Yeah. Okay, so. Before we get into the news, since yeah. we got Nate here and he's been gone for so long. Yeah. Our forever. first <laughs> our first guest gone for so long. I want to create a new segment segment. Okay. It's called What's up with Nate? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Starting the new segment of What's, what's up, up with Nate? Nate? <laughs> What's, uh, what's so up with what's, Nate? What's up with Nate? Young Pagoda. Uh, taking it easy for now uh, in between uh, all the farm work. So I think the other day I emptied out some bins and a corn crib of beans. So Nothing What's, like emptying a corn crib bin. Yes. Over yeah. in corn crib. Late August. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, can't believe that they were still up there, but yeah. yeah. I haven't filled a corn crib uh, bin since I was probably, since Roundup Ready Beans first Nobody came out. Nobody does that anymore. That was the last but time. But you I do had. that every year, don't you? Do you fill it every year? Yeah, I get closer to them. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you can swing it up. By oh, yeah. Well, before I was like, I almost said I was getting a little too. No, nope, you're good. It. Okay, but 
Yeah, I mean, dad's pretty much the only person I know. Now, I have seen people throw eared corn, full ears of corn into a corn crib. I saw that two years ago. Eat like cobbed corn. Cobbed corn, yes. Full ears. That's what that concrete slab is in front of my house. Yeah, we, we, were, uh, we were talking about that the other day on the podcast. It's, uh, it's cool. What, the concrete slab that no, I have? Not yeah, that. that's the old wire Picking corn. Oh, yeah, it is. We was need... that a corn crib or is that an actual... It like a, a wire frame. A bin. wire it was bin. a wire bin. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. We used to have one of those. So the last time we kept any beans, like I said, was back when Roundup Ready first came out and before they started suing people for saving the seed. Mm-hmm. And we would put it in there to save it and then clean it and replant for the next year. Oh, really? Yeah, everybody mm-hmm. used to do that, and yeah, then it, it became impossible. Oh, I didn't know that. And, and then everybody's like, ah, it's not worth doing because seed's like $20 an acre for soybeans. Then, and right. then, then now it's like $50 <laughs> an acre, right, $60 yeah. an acre for soybeans. So, huh. or depends on how much population you plant, but roughly. So everybody mm-hmm. kind of quit. I didn't know people did that. And now we need to go oh, back, yeah. but we can't because they well, sue, no, you they sue you. Yeah, you would get sued. Right. Hey, we still got a seed cleaner floating around in the corner of the shed. My my cousin saw it. He's like, oh, What man. is that? Is that like a sift? Mm, yeah, kind of. It's kinda. like a tumbling sifter. Yeah. Right. It just takes out the pods and... Broken beans. I don't know. My, mine might be a little different than the what you're talking we about. We got a drum one, drum style. Yeah. I've, we've used that for cleaning uh, fines out of corn. That's typically what we would use them for. I don't know if that's the same thing that you use for cleaning beans or not. Mm. for seed but you got to have somebody out now i think it's a different thing you have somebody usually comes out they clean it and they sort them yeah size and i've seen this on youtube before because people out west are still doing that with uh i don't remember what seed it was it wasn't corner beans it was something different um i don't know if it was wheat maybe they were still doing it with wheat but they had uh, a guy come out that that's all he did and he literally just like cleaned their grain yeah, but that was right. just to sell it. They weren't replanting this. Yeah, they were selling it, but they had a guy come clean it, so mm. they got no dock. So they must have had from. their own heritage hybrid, maybe style. Oh, maybe. I might get to sell some of my beans this year for seed. Why, why is that? Because I mean, this is a little inside baseball talk, oh. but um, there's a shortage since the government went out and decided to make uh, extend beans. Well, not the beans, but the herbicide illegal. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah, they vacated the label. Um, well, so there's a huge shortage of non-extend beans, or enlist beans, essentially, which are the 240 resistant ones. Okay, so there's not enough because so many people are going to be switching. So oh, there's okay. a possibility that they're going to need to buy farmers' beans for seed. But my guess is they don't do that. They'll probably you don't just, think so? Yeah, they'll probably just grow them in like Puerto Rico. Oh. It, yeah, it's the possible. annexation of Puerto Rico. <laughs> um, it's my favorite football play. <laughs> it's from Little Giants. You don't get it? Yeah, I do. Oh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, Ruski. Fumble Ruski. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, anyway, that's it for okay. that segment of. I, I, unless you got any more, Nate? No, no. <laughs> I, it's bailing hay. Really? You yeah. do that? Yep. Growing ponytails. Yeah, he yeah. has a, a little mini ponytail in the Slight. back of his head. It's unbelievable. You hate I can't it. <laughs> I cannot believe you've done that. I really can't. I never thought I'd see this. I never thought I would have either, but 
And it's I don't even know what to do with my hair at this point. It's like oof. it's falling out rapidly. Yes. Along it's with my it's you terrible. Could, you could get it cut. <laughs> That's what but I see. Tell I'm afraid that if day. I do get it cut, then it's gonna be like, oh, that looks way worse than just a nasty baldy tail. Why you wear a hat all the time like I do? You know, I thought the same thing for a while, and then I just decided to take a clippers and just yeah, down yeah. to a one. Yep, the whole head, and it looked way better. Really? Yeah. You think so? Mm-hmm. Do you still believe that? Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. <laughs> I was just checking, just reconfirming on that. I didn't know. Um, yeah, so we do have a little bit of news since Nate doesn't have anything else interesting to talk about. Um, my, my very, very busy lifestyle. Yeah, you are pretty busy between work and... Working in a farm and... Building, farm. building guns. He builds a lot of guns. If anybody needs a gun built, Nate will do it for you for <laughs> no, free. I'll tell you what to do. 100%. You go buy one. Nope. <laughs> I, got a, I got a new gun safe today. Oh, you did? Nice. A bigger one. Nice. Yeah. I really need to get mine out of my brother-in-law's house that has been there for two years. I got pay for it. I got out my uh, my great grandfather's thirty-two forty lever action from like the eighteen nineties. That's old, and it's been cleaned, and it's a very valuable. Probably what a Winchester eighteen ninety four model. I don't know. I'll give you. I'll give you a couple hundred for it. Uh, A couple hundred thousand, maybe. That's a lot. That's it's not worth that's, that much. No, that's that's a lot. <laughs> it's probably worth a couple thousand. You think so? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Lever actions. I had one guy tell mm-hmm. me it was worth. Does it ten, still do ten thousand? The, the I had one guy tell me it was worth two thousand. So somewhere in the middle. So split the difference. <laughs> six, six. But 000. I'm never gonna sell it, so it doesn't matter. Oh, all right. Well, then I guess I won't ask. But mm-hmm. Nate, you got any guns you want to sell me? Uh, I'm working on it. I keep asking him. He won't sell me anything. I already sold you one, two. Years and years ago. I uh, wanted something what different. What's wrong with me. that one? Nothing's wrong with it. I uh, still have it. It's fine. I want a different one <laughs> that you have. He's got so many guns that he never shoots. He's bought a bunch of them, and they just sit there, never shoots them. All right, well, I'll buy it from you. Nope. <laughs> Refuses to sell them. He just wants them I have to like collect one dust. That I've, I have like one that I never shot, ever. That one is... I. I bought it years ago, and I never shot it. I have. A, I never bought a yeah. scope for it. I have a lot that I've never shot, but they're in like inherited See? old guns. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> I have those as well, but I have never went and like searched a rifle to buy, right? And then got it and put it in a gun safe or in a corner somewhere. I don't know where it's sitting. Just Who safe. knows? I put it is it? Safe. Yeah, okay. It's in a safe. I've never done, and then just never touched it again. Or I have, looked at I have it. a couple that I, I barely it. shot. So I have a lever action thirty thirty Marlin thirty thirty. Yeah, Ooh, I love Marlins. Oh, it's it's, mm. it's the best gun. First off, like yeah. that's the best gun, hands down. I have first of all, I really enjoy lever action rifles. They're pretty much the only guns that I want and really? want to own and want to shoot. Oh, they're so nice. I never bought. I never bought one, but I've never had one. Want one. I have a, a lever action three fifty seven Magnum. That's what I'd buy now. Yeah, no, it's not a Marlin. It's I cheap. It's like a what is it? Russo, Russo, Rossi, Ross, Ross. No, it's R O S S I. It's not a Rossi. No, that would be an expensive guy. Rutherford. Yeah, it's actually Rutherford B mm. Hayes Rifle Company. I knew it. I knew it. That's it. <laughs> sounded right. Um, Wrigley, R- Rusty Ruggles. I think it's um, um, Rigatoni. It's not a Rossi. Well, the Italians are known to make very fine American Western firearms because that's what's they do. legal there in Italy. Well, they also got 
they got some uh what's legal there uh it was pretty much american western style firearms black powder firearms muzzle loaders and uh just recently they got semi-automatics back they that you can purchase there yes civilian ownership i don't know what the regulations are as far as like i know like canada you know they could still get some semi-automatic firearms they have different tiers of them but like an ar-15 has to stay at a range i don't know if italy does the same thing or not oh maybe it is a rossi i don't know i don't think so because they're usually pretty expensive those are like high-end guns does it have a safety on the top like past the hammer um no okay so anyway i got that because i had a special order it 357 Magnum. Nobody stocks that. Everybody right. stocks 44 Magnum in yes. a lever action rifle. But I have a 357 Magnum revolver. Yes. Right. And I'm like, I don't want two different types of ammunition. No. Yeah. That's why stupid. would you want that? At that time, I was building my gun collection around the idea of apocalypse. <laughs> okay. Right? So, okay. I want, so I wanted the most common ammunitions, military ammunitions, which 357 Magnum is not. Is not. But I had the 357 revolver, and I'm like, I don't want to add another ammunition. And 357 uh, also, you can shoot 38 special. Yes. Yes. Super common, super cheap yes. ammunition. So I'm like, best of both worlds, right? Sure. Um, and it's fun to shoot 38 special because it costs oh. nothing and it's like plink, it's like shooting a BB gun. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, they're great. Out of that. Um, but so that's what I got, as well as um, you know, the AR 15, yeah, uh, 308, all those types of common cheap nine Whoa. millimeter um stuff. So, anyway, I bought that, I got the lever action 3030 a little while later. That is a Marlin, that's a really nice gun. And I want to buy more lever action rifles, but I don't. Those know. new Henrys are the Sidegate Henrys. Look amazing. I really want a twenty-two, a Golden Boy. Yes, those are very Ooh. high quality. Those Henrys. Yes, but they're seven eight hundred bucks. Yeah, they're also very. Is that how much they are? Yeah, seven eight hundred bucks they've, for a twenty-two. They've jumped up. Well, quite they, a bit. It's a really nice gun. Yeah, that too. Like they say, it's either made in America or it ain't made made at all. No kidding. That's Henry for you. With a name like Henry. <laughs> the original repeating rifle up. before Winchester bought the patent. Oh, they did? Yes. It's so much funner to shoot I didn't than a semi-automatic Why? rifle. Just because of the action? I've never shot one. I've never shot a lever action rifle in my life. I should probably do that. 357 Magnum out of a revolver. Is like a hand cannon. Yes, I shot that. Hit anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super loud. Yep. Um, but out of scares the dickens out of a out of a know? rifle, it's a wonderful thing. And really, just the with the longer barrel with the three fifty seven Magnum, the more that powder can burn down the barrel. Absolutely, and you get great velocities. It, out it, of it. And that's already a super fast bullet to begin with. Yes. Um, and it changes the dynamic of that round. Completely. What's the What's the Entirely. ballistic coefficient, Nate? Oh, out of for a three fifty seven. Well, you'd have to see. not depends on the b- yeah. barrel. Not right? very good. I mean, in the grand scheme of ballistics, not very good. That's why it's. I mean, for most medium sized game, unless there's most of the time, a lot of people that use that type of a straight walled cartridge, it's because of a state regulation for deer hunting, medium sized game type oh. of stuff. So, um. I mean, it wouldn't be my first choice for 
you know, some type of bottlenose cartridge, uh, modern stuff, like a 308, but it'll work. It'll do the job. I mean, I take my 357 revolver deer hunting. I'm still waiting for something to come within 25 yards. And What about like 30 or 40 yards? I could hit it, but I don't think it'd be a really ethical kill. At 30 to 40 yards, you could hit it? Yes. Bullshit. I shoot no, sixty. Kinda... I well, shoot you could 60... hit the deer, yeah, but not at any. I shoot a. Way. I shoot a <laughs> Ipsic target at sixty. 70 Are you talking yards? with a with a handgun, a, a rifle, a or a revolver? revolver? Or a... Uh, it's a. No, I think it's you're a talking six like inch a, barrel. Yeah, six inch barrel. That's a sh- pretty short barrel. It's hard to be accurate. Well, I use a red dot sight on it. I put a red dot sight on top of my revolver. Okay, but okay, still, I mean, I could get it with maybe like an eight inch barrel or longer, even. You know, but. well, I mean, barrel barrel length does not necessarily correlate to accuracy. It's the sight distance. So the longer that your sight right. radius is, then well, I guess, uh, yeah, but the if more you, precise. I guess if you, you got a if you got a red dot on there that's honed in, then you're probably good. Yeah, as long as I do my part, I mean that Smith and Wesson's gonna because I think three fifty seven is a pretty common hunting round on like long barrel right uh, revolvers. A lot of guys will usually go to a forty-four mag. Forty-four mag. Yeah, but I wanted to have eight rounds of three fifty-seven for some reason, so that's why I got it. <laughs> so, but isn't three fifty-seven um, a lot faster than forty-four mag? Yes, which is, I mean, that will add to a benefit of it, especially like Illinois has a. Uh, you had to have a five hundred foot pounds worth of energy at the muzzle for whatever bullet you're shooting to hunt with. Yes, to hunt with, and it's a. It's harder to get to that. So with you can hunt with handguns, but not rifles in Illinois. Correct. Correct. I didn't know that. Yes, they, it is. Handguns were outlawed for a while. They didn't allow it for a time, right? And then they brought it back. Right. So how long of a can you can get up to like? Oh, you you, you want to hear my plan for deer? Because can deer, you put an eighteen inch barrel on? See, that one's kind of a weird like one, the Joker. Because like in California, the way that they're skirting around some of the laws. Uh, they're building ARs that have a 16 inch longer, 16 inch or longer barrel, but yet it was never intended to be made into a rifle. It is still right. a pistol, but it's got a barrel longer than 16 inches, so it's not a pistol. It's a they call it a Title One. It's just a a gun. Yeah, more but or less. usually those are like weird, like nine millimeter, something you wouldn't hunt with, aren't they? No, this one, this one's just a a, a designation, an arbitrary designation by the California Department of Justice, where people went and looked through the law and tried to figure, okay, how can I make the most odd connection? Yeah, because... It's like printing a plastic gun. Yeah, it's not illegal. Right. But then again... It's just because it isn't been regulated. because it hasn't been regulated, yeah. Which even then, I mean, making your own firearm is kind of a... That reminds, American me, of the, thing that reminds me of the Key and Peel skit that we just watched today. <laughs> <laughs> it's they're on a plane and it's these two guys. I, I'm not gonna get into it, but he prints a he has a plastic gun and they end up he, they're talking about like taking out terrorists and they're worried about terrorists coming on the plane and they're like, Yeah, we're gonna get these roll up on some terrorists. Yeah, terrorists. 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 And he has a plastic gun, and then they end up being taken as the terrorists. It was very funny. But um, uh, I can't speak like they did. <laughs> I'm not going to speak like they did. I don't even understand how they did that. Uh, but, yeah, my, my idea for a 
firearm to use in Illinois as a pistol because unless it is a revolver, it has to be a single shot pistol. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So you could take a pistol lowered AR 15, make it a single shot, and you put a barrel on it with a straight walled cartridge, such as uh, 40, 450 Bushmaster or 350 Legend. This new one, that one got released last year, which is what I was looking at. Huh. A little bit, they're kind of similar, but. That uh, 350 Legend is a little faster. I kind of want that speed. The 450 Bushmaster is uh, more akin to a, like a 12 gauge slug, as far as Oof. distance. Even though the, I mean, it's it's a pretty tall case. What was that slug that you shot that was that made a hole in things that was just un- oh, ungodly? That was a. I remember I when we were shooting targets. It was a. It like was a paper cutter. It just yeah, because it was a flat nose. It was a six hundred grain slug. Most of the time they're three hundred grain. It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything it like was it. A it kicked, light but... field commander. It was a three inch magnum that yeah. shot twice as fast and it was twice as heavy. Yeah, and it looked like you got kicked by an elephant. It it was ridiculous. I've <laughs> I've shot it like two or three deer with it, and every single one of them dropped like a sack of potatoes. It, they disappeared. The whole deer just disintegrated. <laughs> Powdered. And then, yeah, and Nate's like, wow, what a mistake. Let me do it one more time. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, enough about gun no, talk. No, definitely not enough about gun no, talk. No, we're talking more about we're guns. We're talking more about guns. We got Nate here. He's a gun expert. <laughs> I know he is. Our podcast can be about whatever we want. I agree. I, I know just we was going to move on to the news. That are interested in guns. So I want to do a, I'm going to do like a rundown. All right. Right? Yeah. So I want to know. In every category that I give you, quickly, oh, rapid oh, fire. Here we nice. go. Your best, the best uh, round. Okay. Okay. The best the best cartridge. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Get it right. Cartridge. Ooh, I'm going to be judging round. this one. It can be a round. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Could it? Yeah. I mean, is that what we're going to call it? <laughs> All right. You ready? Mm. Quick. All right. Rimfire. It'd be CCI Velocitor, 42 grain. Yeah. Just give me like the <laughs> what? That's a twenty-two. Okay, <laughs> give me the caliber. Twenty-two long rifle. Okay, CCI Velocitor. Okay, that's the that's your best for rimfire. Right? Oh, they're so good. I have always loved that. I mean, really? close second place would probably be CCI Stinger. Stingers go too fast though. They, if you're shooting pretty, squirrels, I think yeah. I would go with a seventeen HMR. I have had nothing but bad luck with it. Okay. Which then again, I blame. I blame. Hey, the, you're the one who's the, asking him. I well, we can discuss ar- now. We can have a discussion about it, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. we can. I've never heard. I'm, I've. I think generally, everybody, most people would say 17 is a superior round to 22. I've had two 17 HMRs, and I had never been impressed. Now they were made by Savage, and I've been burnt by Savage. But pe- some people say Savage is really great. Isn't but, there more power out of a 17 than out of a 22? Because yes. more velocity, right? Yes, it's the velocity mass, right? Equation and index. Yeah. What about 22 Magnum? 22 Magnum, probably the gold dots, CCI gold dots or spear gold so dots. So you're going with straight 22 LR? Yes, it is. Okay. If I'm going to have rimfire, I only have. It's such a diverse card, you know, caliber in general. I mean, you could have. I agree. Subsonic. I mean, it's match, hard to argue with very that. Very capable. And super economical. Very. You got to balance all aspects, yes. right? Yeah. Economical. Um, abundant. 
So here's the yeah, thing. It's super abundant. So when I used to squirrel hunt all the time, I got velocitors and stingers. The stingers would go so fast that you'd shoot through the squirrel and it wouldn't knock it out of the tree and then run away. So if you didn't hit it in the head. Yes. But even were. some of them that I hit in the head, it just went through their heads so fast that they still clung out of the tree. I found that those mini mags, those mini mags worked really, really well too. Yes. Use it a, wouldn't knock them out of the tree. Use a hollow point. So yes. it just stay there. But yeah, but a stinger wasn't a hollow oh, point. Remember Not those saying. segmented, the segmented hollow points? Those were those were too deep. Those were too too much. They shredded them. Yeah. Velocitors Don't and mini mags. Try really and uh, slaughter a hog though with a hollow point. Yeah, you found that one up. I heard that story. <laughs> yeah. Not a good idea. <laughs> Not my fault, by the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um all right. So uh, so next, oh, those were next one. Yeah. I also love the twenty-two rat shot. Oh yeah, oh, those are fun. That's so fun. It's really fun. My dad drove him crazy though because it makes little tiny holes in the side of the shed. Yeah, right. Oh, I can really? understand not, that. Not all of them. Most of them. Will I was going to say, but yeah. occasionally you'll get one that'll go through. I started you, making forty-five Colt rat shots because we actually had rats, and the rat shot did not work on rats. I had to make forty-five long Colts, and I was walking around the farm with forty-five. Yeah, with so, a 45 Colt. This guy used to make rats. wax bullets oh, yeah, those in his house fun. for 45. I for a 45. Against the wall. And he would shoot them. It, you just use the primer in yeah. the brass casing. You got to drill a hole, the primer hole. You got to drill it out just a, a little bit bigger because otherwise that uh, it'll back the primer out and it'll lock up the gun. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd make these like a certain type of wax that had like grease in it. Yeah, it was like a toilet ring, grease, and Vaseline. <laughs> so he'd, he'd like melt it in the and oven and put plate. it Yeah, <laughs> pour it into a plate, and then he'd stick uh, brass cartridges into it and make a little like plug in the end, and he'd shoot them in his house. Yeah. And we 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 shot them all the time, and they were pretty neat. Like you could That's be like pretty accurate how, with it. Uh, they that's how dirtied your bore up pretty terrible, though. That's how the guy from the crow died, basically. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Except that was a live round. Yeah, that that's what I mean. Here. Somebody but, yeah. put a live round in an <laughs> accident. Yeah. Um, all right, so we got that one. Um, small rifle. Define small rifle. You know, anything under anything under a thirty thirty. Five five six two two three. Okay. You know. Versatile. Oh yeah, very incredibly. Yeah, people always. You'd get a lot. You're gonna get a lot of blowback on that, but I agree. Well, they're you. wrong, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. That's oh, I've heard enough stories, and yeah, it's economical. Really, even, most popular, obviously. Even your standard full metal jacket out of a 16 inch barrel is gonna be way better than other types of standard cartridges. It's gonna do the job that the military initially. Took it for. It's What's your open sight it. range on that gun? On uh, an AR, sixteen an AR? inch AR, sixteen inch AR. Well, that I'd say that's or probably what's the, the standard most, length barrel. Six. I mean, for uh, nowadays, for a civilian, inch. for a civilian, my ideal is probably fourteen and a half inch with a pinned and weld flash hider to make it over sixteen inches, which is the legal length to for mm. a definition of a rifle. No, most people I, just off, go off the rack. Eight hundred dollar AR, sixteen inch. Okay, yes. what's your open sight range on that? Open sight, 
for me, probably close to 300. Marine Corps, they'll say they shoot at 500. 500, yeah. That's yeah. what they always say, 500. But they can hit a Jeep I at don't, 500 yards. I don't want to shoot anything over 300 yards open sight just because it's no, no, like... No, I mean, so... The capability, 12 yeah, inch, you could probably target shoot. target, 300 yards? It'd probably take me a few times. Yeah. Yes, The problem possible. is, my, my issue isn't the accuracy, it's seeing the target. <laughs> oh, <Exactly>. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even a silhouette... Like a silhouette of a human, which is you like, yeah, if you, is just your chest what your up, backdrop is, right? If, you're, if you got them against the woods, you're never going to... It's yeah. very hard to see, you know, regardless, really regardless of backdrop, it's really hard to see uh, a silhouette even at 300 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, you say 300 yards and it may not sound like a lot, it's but a lot. It's a long, that's a long it's way the, away. It's I, about the know. same width of that front side post. Yes, I mean, if I'm just and that's that the way. biggest problem about it is that since it is the same width as your front sight post, you really have a hard time judging where to position yards, your sight post on in to, accordance to that silhouette. Was or it 300 target. yards? You had to go for the top of the, the head, top or of just the head, right the top of the head, y- yep. and then you'd hit center at 300. Correct. Yeah. Um, or hope you hit right in front of it and threw the rocks up to hit the target to, to hit make the target it still to make go down. <laughs> I generally practice at about 150. That's um, I mean, that's I'm like the sweet spot. Not sure. I could. I'm not. I don't think I could probably hit it at 300 yards open sight, but I, I know I can hit 150 easily. So, so the worst part right. about uh, red dot, I'll go red dot. I'll probably go out to 400. I don't use any sights. I just open sights. So the the hardest part about qualifying to me, um, like when we Nate and I were in the army, was that you'd get, you know, you had anywhere from 50 out to 300, and all these targets would pop up randomly. But there would be a 300-yard target that would pop up, and then right after that, a 50-yard target would pop up. And it was the hardest for me, even though a 50-yard target is super easy. It was the the hardest. Yeah, the transition from going so far out to having to almost, it seemed like he was right on top of you. (laughs) Yeah, to shoot like right at the dirt in order to hit something. That was the hardest transition Oh, yeah, that one you did did actually have to to aim aim at at the the dirt. dirt. In order to hit right. Because the bullet's still coming up as it leaves the barrel. So you shoot and the bullet still lifts as it's coming out of the barrel. And you, if it's, you weren't aiming at the dirt, you're going to shoot over top of that 50 yards. You know, height over bore type thing. Cause you're, cause when you're looking through, when you're looking through a site, you're looking in a straight line, but it's actually offset. You're looking through a straight line, but the barrel is canted up to right. match it. Yeah. And, and, we, the, and the bullet does, a, does this. Yeah. The army does a 25, 25 slash 300 zero. So you do your zero yeah. at twenty five and confirm it at three hundred. That's why I like a fifty two hundred. There's, it shrinks that margin of error across the board. That makes sense. Yeah. You know the the thought process that went from the development of the switch basically to the two two three um, as the standard round for military or five five, five six, six whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know what I mean? Do you know why that happened? Ammo capacity was the main thing because oh, yeah. after yes. extensive testing, Same what they found out is that when you hand a rifle to your standard infantryman, they will just Burn shoot it. over the head of their opponents, right, or their enemy, right on on purpose. Well, unconsciously, unconsciously, you're trying to miss the human being. Correct. Yeah. So that's also why they changed the targets from being an actual target to a human silhouette. Yeah. So they they un- found that out in World War II. They, you know, they actually said the more ammunition we give them, the more likely they'll accidentally hit the human being. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Volume no, that, that of volume of fire. Yeah. I mean, you can see the old Vietnam videos, but it you know, isn't spray and pray or whatever. Everybody knows that, but everybody assumes it's because they're just not aiming. 
but no, that's, that's not, the, not case. the case. They're actually missing. Yeah, them. Robert mm-hmm. McNamara and the Wiz kids ran the numbers on that hard during Vietnam. That's why they pushed the M16 so much. Because if you could give a lot more ammo, a right, fifty percent increase in ammunition across the board. I mean, and that's also why they went from forty-five to nine millimeter. Yeah, because you can. Yeah, that's carry also so much more logistics right. and NATO standardization. Europe we'll, was pretty. We'll much move on that. because we got a lot more. Uh, Large caliber rifle. 308. I knew you were 762. Really? Also, also a Six, I standard say, military cartridge. Is I thought you'd say 6.5 Creedmoor. I haven't played around with it at much. I mean, I mean, if I was talking something that I was going to, you know, like. Because you were, have. you had literally a hard on the whole time. I mean, you'd walk around. That's the rifle that I bought. Hard on for a 6.5 Creedmoor the, for a You mean the one time. that's sitting in my safe? The one yes. that I never shot? Yeah. Is that the uh, Precision? Yeah, the Ruger, the Ruger Precision. That's a 6.5? 6.5 Creedmoor, yeah. And you've never shot I've it? I've never shot it. That's a thousand-yard gun. I'll give you I've 200 bucks shot. tonight for it. Ooh, that's, that's a tough one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> well, you're going to, you know, you'll get a lot of people that will say uh, 30 out 6 on that one, but I agree yeah. with you. Well, Actually, they're also wrong, too. So. Or 300 Win Mag. Or something like oh, that. 300 Win Mag for a Magnum centerfire? Yeah, it'd be a toss-up between that and probably 7 Mag. Isn't for, that what they use in, in, for our American sniper rifle? They The Navy so SEALs win- played around with it a lot. Um, the, the the designated marksman sniper program for the Army. I thought the in snipers general, used 338. Now they've gone to 338 Lapua. Yeah, I believe. But oh, they have. Even then, I thought it was three hundred wind bag. Even then, their their sniper rifle kit that they got now from, I want to say Barrett, has three different caliber conversions: three hundred wind mag, three thirty eight Lapua, and I think three hundred eight. So it's whatever they want, more or less. Yeah, it's oh. whatever the operator feels like comfortable running. with. Yeah. Okay, which extra, makes more sense. To extra me. large caliber rifle below five zero, so four to five. Mm. I don't even. I never know played with any of those. Yeah, I, so really I really wouldn't. Of these I mean, I'd so. almost want to say like a a four sixteen yeah. shy tech maybe. I mean, I heard good things about that back in the day, but I mean, I don't know anybody that. I don't even know that these rounds. Those are like hand lathe bullets. All right, so let's do. Oh, you don't hand lathe any bullets in your home? As no, you said, I, didn't, I didn't buy a lathe. <laughs> That'll be. I'm your surprised next I purchase. don't have a lathe. Yeah. I know. I'm really surprised you don't either. I'd be cutting barrels. <laughs> Where's the eight millimeter length? Would that be? You're talking. Well, it's above seven. Eight millimeter LaBelle or eight millimeter Mauser? Well, I'm just trying to figure out where that lands. No, that would be a smaller. I would say eight millimeter would be an older World War One to World War Two caliber. Yeah. Either. But he's meaning like LaBelle. where does it land? Yeah, it's but it's below it's, fifty caliber. No, it's way below. It's oh, below yeah, a nine yeah, millimeter, yeah. which is uh, oh around. Oh yeah, duh. just a little bit above seven six two. All right, shotgun. 12 gauge. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's not as fun as a 410, but okay. Oh, 410s are, are so really fun. fun. <laughs> They're so fun. 410s are really fun. They're I have so a single fun. I have a single shot 410 that was my great grandpa's mm-hmm. and I still will use that for rabbits. I use it for yeah, rabbits, rabbits all the time. Yeah. It's I use amazing. It for squirrel a lot. See, I'll I carry don't a 22 like, and a shotgun. But I don't like shooting I don't like shooting squirrels with shotgun shells to be honest cuz I don't want to pick out BBs out of a squirrel. I want to shoot them with a twenty-two and then eat in the head and then eat them without any sort of pellets inside of their body. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's I hate pellets. I just don't yeah, I don't want to do that. All right, pistol. 
Nine millimeter. Hmm. I don't like that. Well, that's fine. You can be wrong. Everybody's yeah. got an opinion. Forty Smith and Wesson. Um, go to that's, at the that's time. That's my jam. I don't. Now, know, see, I don't own one, but I mean, I, now, I've back, got a forty. Whenever I was first I getting it. into concealed carry and whatnot, that that was the round. If you wanted good performance, it had to. It was a nine. It was a forty Smith and Wesson. That is a stopper. Like it, it will stop you it's got more, in your more, more knockdown power than, power than a forty five. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But bullet like, technology in the last seven years, since I've moved down here, anyways, has improved dr- dramatically. A nine millimeter. Nothing's will funner perform. to shoot than a nine millimeter. And oh. you get tons of shots. Yeah, you can shoot a bunch. Clip. Never been a Glock fan, but you can shoot a lot of rounds. Before this, I mean. I went to the range a couple times with 500 rounds. I'm, I'm like, oh, well, I'm a, they're like, are you going to shoot all that? It was the middle of winter. I, I don't want to pick brass out of the snow. And, and you do this. What? What? <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, and? Yeah. What? Nobody else shoots 500 rounds here? What type of range is this? <laughs> and they're like, no, nobody comes in here with a case of ammo. And I literally burned through 500 rounds in like two hours. And the guy was like, you shot all of it? Like, yes, I did. All of it. <laughs> uh, revolver. 357. I agree. Yeah, me too. 45 I'd, Colt, though, is... I mean, a, thir- a 32 Smith & Wesson is pretty fun. but 32? Yes, that's yeah, an I don't old know cowboy. I don't know round. that one. It's just like a... It's kind of like 38 Smith. Oh. Yeah. It's like a, just a generic revolver farm gun for like shooting varmints. Oh, all right. You know, it's it would be a brown a nine mil, a smaller than a nine mil. Yeah, smaller than nine. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever saw a three fifty seven. My dad took me out shooting. I remember you telling me about. And that. we were in the old blue truck, and we were just plinking around with twenty twos. And then he said, "Jerry, come back here." And I turned around, and all of a sudden, to me, because I'm obviously I'm still a small person, but I was even smaller as a child and i remember turning around and him just pulling out this like like you said like a hand cannon it looked like this giant cannon and he propped himself up on the door of the truck and just started boom boom just slamming these shots down incredible the amount of the difference in power between a 38 and 357 it's it's unbelievable ridiculous it's unbelievable and that's probably you know was a heavier steel frame gun i got that smith and wesson that's got a scandium frame with a titanium cylinder on it and i'm put, putting full size 357 through it four or five times i'm just like ooh, that thing is yeah hot i remember him shoot and that so my love for a 357 is just like nostalgic because i remember my dad shooting it all the time and then as i got older i was shooting it and then one day he sold it to somebody because a guy wanted it i was so pissed off at him i was like i wanted that gun really bad like i really wanted that he's like oh well, i didn't want it anymore go buy one <laughs> yeah i was like damn it dad i really wanted that gun yeah <laughs> all right well that's it what any categories i'm missing um none that i can think of no. no not really i'm not gonna get into the big big boys what's your what's just your overall favorite round across the board two two three five five six is it it's such a great performer what about 22 250 Oh, that's a great. That, that was that? my. That was one of my first 
That's the one you're going to get pushback on because yeah. a lot of people like that. That's a really I good mean, round. It's, it's great, especially but it's for a barrel burner. Coyotes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, if you don't want to, if you don't have time to play the wind or anything else, and you just want to put the crosshairs on something between zero and 400 yards, that's, isn't, isn't that what you want to do? Yes. For varmint hunters? Yes. That's, you know? that's for them. Yeah. But not, I mean, what about for like target shooting and stuff like that? You don't think a 22 250 could do as well as a. 223 and no if you're gonna if you were gonna do like precision marksmanship mm-hmm. yeah two two three is gonna be more beneficial because you're already gonna have all your calculations and everything out so it wouldn't matter if you're shooting 100 yards 200 yards in competition and your barrel is gonna last longer because some of these guys, I mean, they only shoot a stainless barrel, five thousand rounds for two two three. But that twenty two two fifty, it's the same size bullet as two two three, but it's way more powder. So it it'll bur- start burning your your barrel out. It'll burn your throat out, and you lose accuracy way faster than with two two three. That's why three oh eight stuck around for such a long time, is because guys could put eight thousand rounds through a barrel before they see accuracy degradation so hmm. interesting well that's it for that we can move on from that subject so what i was going to move on to is just a little bit of news stuff uh that i have here and we would be remiss if we didn't talk about mr chadwick bozeman oh yeah who has passed away um after four years of colon cancer that he battled apparently Kept that very, very quiet. Yeah. Um, and in-house. Nobody really knew that this was a thing, but uh, Black Panther himself, at 43, passed away. That's mm. pretty sad. Um, and again, like it just kind of came out of nowhere. Like yeah. His family released the information that he had passed away, and everybody across the board, from Hollywood to fans, was like, what? Like There was a problem? And apparently, as in 2016, when um, uh, the first Black Panther movie released, is when he had got a diagnosis. So he was like at the premiere and had gotten a diagnosis like that same week. Wow. Um, And it was like stage three at the time, and he was battling it and doing treatments and whatever else. He was a lot of surgeries, treatments and stuff all through... uh, any of the other productions like Civil War and what else was he in? I mean, obviously the uh, Avengers, both Avengers That's movies. That's Civil War, both the Avengers movies and Black Panther. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, three movies he basically filmed um, well, while doing all the Yeah, treatments. he's filmed a lot more. Um, there's one still yet to come out. I was looking it up. Uh, he didn't start really working until like 2012. So right. for half his career, he was he had cancer. It's insane. Mm. Yeah, he had also done um, 42, the Jackie Robinson story. Yes. He was Jackie Robinson. Thurgood Marshall. I think there was a Marshall yes. movie or something like that. Thurgood Marshall. And then he's in a... The most recent movie that he filmed is yet to come out. It's a Spike Lee movie. Yeah, I can't remember something. I can't remember either. It's like a number. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. Like but, five something or other. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So pretty sad. He terrible. Seemed like a, a good actor and... You know, 
Black Panther is a pretty big character for the Marvel Universe. $1.3 billion in the box office. Um, he passed away, it's crazy, on Jack Kirby's birthday. And Jackie Robinson's. And Jackie Robinson's yeah. birthday. Or Jackie Robinson Day, I'm assuming that's his birthday. It, it, it was. Uh, yeah. And Jack Kirby was the creator of Black Panther. Right. It's really crazy. Isn't that wow. wild? And yeah, that's crazy. Well, Stanley and And, and think Kirby. about this, is like... Mm-hmm. This guy was in the highest grossing movies of all time in such a short career. Yeah. Like the biggest movies that have ever came out, this man was involved with. And he, 2012, I think, is when he started his acting yeah. career or start like gotten an actual movie. Around there. So in the last eight years, he's been in three of the highest grossing movies of all time. That's crazy. It's just wild. It's horrible. Cancer is terrible, but it's also extra terrible to die that young. Right. Um, And it's a real fucking shame that we haven't got cures for cancer um, at any meaningful level, or at least, but way better advanced screening. You look what they've been able to do with breast cancer over the years because of funding. Right. Correct. And... There's because there's these, a huge like it's commercialized huge push, yes. you know, and uh, I think they've brought the death rate used to be massive for breast cancer. I believe the survival mm-hmm. rates up to eighty or ninety percent. I mean, it's pretty high. Yeah, a lot of that's because of screening. And I, and More yeah, they push. Yeah, they push screening. And I might be wrong, but isn't colon cancer is like nothing that you've done, like the way you live or what you eat or drink or I mean, smoke I, or whatever. Most cancers isn't aren't. A, isn't associated with it anything but you, right? Like just your DNA. There's probably a genetic component. There's, That's what I mean. Like I mean who knows? It's I mean, a genetic the, thing, the, right? The sad part is they don't know. They don't know anything. We really yeah. don't know anything. Cancer is... That's wild. Uh, it's not, it's a, not a disease in the sense of a virus, you know? It's a, right. It's, a, right. It's, a, it's, a, it's your body malfunctioning. A lot of people think that maybe it's not even considerable as a disease as much as it is. I don't know how to describe it or pinpoint it, but I know there's a lot more they could be doing and a lot of more that could be done funding cancer research in a country that spends trillions of dollars and foreign wars. Right. um, On everything. And spends nothing on cancer research, essentially. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, Unfortunate. It's very unfortunate, and and I, I'm not for spending money on any government money on anything. So I mean, I like the fact that there's private charities and stuff like that, but we're going to spend money regardless, right? So let's spend money on better things. Yeah, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Like there should be, but I had to bring that up. I read that, an article the other day that um, it was a per, from a pretty reputable source. Um. They're projecting conservatively that mm-hmm. by 2050, they that there will be no deaths from cancer under the age of 80. What? Uh, based on just how fast things are moving. Um, really? Yeah, but I, you know they've been saying that for years. You know they said by 2020, same thing. You know what I mean? Oh, they did. No, I well, I don't know if they said that, but they've. They always they could have, have said, said that. that back in the fifties too. I mean, and we've come a well, long yeah, way. We'd I mean, have flying cars, and you have no un- <laughs> bad. The, that, that is valid. The death rate of cancer now than it was in nineteen ninety five is like a whole different world. Oh yeah, like I well, mean, just even talking to Larry way, about it, way less. Oh really? Yeah, 
1995, any cancer was an immediate death sentence within yeah. months. You know, I get, I guess I didn't know that. Um, and we've come a long way, um, based on private funding and private research. But sure, you know, we'll see what happens. It would be nice. It's, it's a terrible, you know, thing that needs to be ended. Basically, well, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yes, absolutely, and it's it like does. the number one cause of death in the country. I mean, we're close to. I mean, car accidents are up there. Cancer's right there. Heart, heart disease, disease is heart there. disease. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, you know, heart disease is a little more preventable though. A little, a little more lifestyle based. Cheerios. Yeah, eat your Cheerios, honey nut Cheerios. Mm-hmm. You'll get the diabetes, but you won't get the heart disease. All right. Well, well, just regular <laughs> Cheerios though have much less sugar in them. Um, and it promotes a heart healthy diet. That's what they say. So yeah, it's it's awful and lower uh, your cholesterol. It's unfortunate, and we'll see what they do with that franchise going forward. Um, yes, it will be not interesting that's to the see. Main concern by any stretch of the imagination. But. I thought it was really cool to see a lot of um, tributes to Chadwick Boseman over the internet and on a lot of social medias over the past week about like Wakanda forever. And there was a bunch of what I thought was really neat was that there was a bunch of like kids that they were showing that did it on their own that would set up like their Marvel characters with Black Panther in the middle. And they were doing like the Wakanda forever sign. And uh, they were just taking pictures and put posting them on the internet, you know, on Twitter and whatnot, just as a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. I thought that was really neat seeing all these little kids that you know because for a lot of people that was like the first superhero that was black that they ever went and saw mm-hmm. you know like that was a big thing for them and it was just really neat to see the the tributes to that that type of you know that character i just we don't see it that often and i thought it was really I mean, neat blade steel <laughs> oh gosh steel S- stop <laughs> Steel wasn't that who did that? Shaq. Shaq. Was that yeah, Shaq? Shaq. Shaq? Yeah, he also did, uh, and it was based it was off Shazam. the DC comic Shazam. He also yeah, did Shazam. Shazam, but that no, was, not, it was not Shazam. No, yes. Sinbad was Shazam. Well, no, he did Sinbad. It was like he had the movie Shazam, but it was not related at all. No, 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 not oh. a not a he's not a character, a comic book character. He was just in a sh- movie called yeah, Shazam. He was a genie, right? Yeah, yeah. Kazam. Oh. Kazam. Damn, you're right. Um, All right, what else do you got? Moving on, we have some more Batman news. You want to hear about this? Yes, sir. Uh, It's not good news. Uh Uh-oh. It's production has been halted on Matt Reeves' The Batman. Again. You know why? COVID. Fucking COVID. And guess who has it? Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson has COVID. I saw that. I He's saw that headline tested today. Tested positive for COVID nineteen. He's quarantining himself to stay away from all the other actors, and they halted production because He's turns out you can't film a Batman movie without Batman. I guess. Yeah. That's what they say. I'm sure there's some B roll they could shoot. And yeah, probably. It's a that's annoying. This movie's gonna not come out until 2030, and it pisses me off. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah, you don't. We don't want COVID. Nobody the next wants. Next thing it. you know, somebody would be like, "Wait, you know that's what? not the cut that I saw." Somebody he's got a cowl on. I mean, it's fine. You know, I read some article today about COVID in the New York Times. It was something like ninety percent of the tests they've done in New York. The um, uh, so when they do a viral test, mm-hmm. 
mm. the they have to re continually reprocess yes. that sample. They had to re-replicate it. Yes. Multiple, it's kind of like forging the steel. And the more times you do that, the less viral load you have in your body. So if if you do it 20 times, it's like magnification almost. It's like looking closer and closer. Hmm. Um, and it was something like, and this could be totally wrong, and I'm not trying to get make any political point or any COVID-related point here. Yeah. Um, sure you are. You're it, making a stance. It was something like it. 40 times was the average eyes. for like 90% of the tests they've done. Uh-huh. They had to re-replicate like 40 times. And at that point, the viral load in the person being tested is so low that they would never be able to pass that virus on to another person. I did hear about that, yes. So 90% of the tests they found, whatever period of time this was in New York, yeah. 90% of the people that tested positive wouldn't have a high enough viral load to actually pass the virus on. Yeah, it's a weird. It's such a weird. That's strange. Thing. Yeah, I mean that's good though. At over forty times, it's you. Could, it would start testing positive for dead or uh, decomposed virus. Yeah, pieces. fractured fractured uh, RNA because wow. viruses viruses don't have DNA. They only have RNA strands. So the argument they were making is it's a fallacy that we're bl- we're basically directing policy based on positive tests because that's not a good benchmark. Right, because you shouldn't benchmark anything off of that. No, you should be benchmarking off of hospitalizations and death. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but we're not. So there's a lot of pushback now mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, cases are cases. That's irrelevant data. It's not irrelevant well, data. Well, they were even... It's not irrelevant. It's, it it's good data. It all helps make a picture, right? Yes. Yeah. But if, you're, if, you're, if your positive cases can be that 40 times, whatever, the person's got such a low viral load, they're really not yeah. uh, contagious. contagious, Yeah, then that's not good information for basing policy off of. The better information would be hospitalizations and, and, and death, right. which actually obviously changes the more we understand about that virus. So mm-hmm. It has um, a lot. Like they say, it is novel, and we have never dealt with a virus like that. It's, there's so much to be known about this virus that, there's so much we're learning we, so we much more and, by the day, and people people will rip on other people for you know policy or other types of changes. But I mean, what else can you do? Everybody's trying to learn just all the same. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good attitude to have, Nate. That is a good attitude to have. It's a very positive person. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. You should see me at work. Yeah, it's very <laughs> negative at work. I try to lift them up, and it just doesn't work. It works. I could up. see. I could see him being all. Mad over in the corner, and Jerry walks in. It's like, I'll raise you up. <laughs> no, it's it's literally. I can't believe that. Oh my god, it's not that bad. Yeah, that's what I do. It, I was like, hmm. yeah, it, it really isn't that bad, Jerry. It's not that Thanks. big of a deal. Paycheck's still coming on Friday. <laughs> yeah, it's not that big of a deal. You in can't in, get fired in like eight hours. <laughs> yeah, really. It's really hard. In like eight hours, you're gonna forget all about it, anyways, because you're gonna go home. You know. And then you get like eight days off in a row. See, that's the great thing about so not awesome. owning your own business is that like when you go home, you oh, can just like, go home. Does it affect you in the slightest? I mean, maybe I less well, for him. For, yeah, it's maybe still, less for for you and and him coming up possibly in yeah. his new position. But yeah. um, it's, I, it's, it yeah, which is why it is nice such, because yeah. there are a lot of times where I'm just like, eh, I feel like ignoring this. <laughs> <laughs> And it doesn't affect really yeah, anything. And then somebody like me who's Yeah. Who needs something and I'm just ignoring them. <laughs> you can't ignore this. You know, 
I can. I will. Yeah, actually, I will because I'm going to go camping. I'm going camping, and <laughs> I got a toaster strudel in the toaster <laughs> over there, and I, that the frosting packet ain't going to squeeze itself. Right. I really do love toaster strudels. Yeah. We don't buy them that much, but... The ones with the eggs and bacon in them are excellent. I've never even had those. Oh, I've only yeah. had the fruit-filled ones. Oh, yeah. I know they exist. Yeah. I've had them. Dang. What are they, they don't give you a frosting packet for those. No. no. Ketchup. Is it like a butter packet? <laughs> you just put butter on them? Yeah, it, it comes with a butter packet. You okay. set it on top of the toaster so it gets warm. Yeah. Oh, man. You're oh, talking about language. <laughs> this is getting me all... Bother. It actually it's, it's a like butter cup. Kind of hungry. So you can dump dunk it. <sighs> biscuits and gravy. I love Casey's biscuits and gravy. I'm telling you right it's now. It's not that good. I love it. They're not that good. Mediocre. I don't care. Very I love mediocre. them. Very, very mediocre. You need to drive all the I'm way not... down to Sonneman and get their bees and G's. <laughs> Where's that at? I mean, I know where Sonneman is, but I mean the gas station on the left hand side. Right. In Sonneman. I would never drive to Sonneman to get gas and biscuits and gravy. We did because we worked on the wind farm. Well, so. yeah, that was when you were down by Odell, though. Yeah, I weighed like 200 pounds. Yeah, you were disgusting. Yeah. I meant to tell For you. For my that. frame? I mean, I weigh like 280, so thanks. <laughs> <laughs> For my frame, you're a lot I'm a lot shorter. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, you're like at least an inch or Did two. I tell you about my what happened to me at the doctor the other day? Nope. I went into the doctor's office and I've. Like my whole life, basically been six foot tall, or sometimes it'll be like five eleven and a half, five eleven yeah. quarter, six foot, somewhere in that range is where I fall. And I go to the doctor's office, mm-hmm. and they do something to measure you on the head. And I was standing just straight, and like not reaching up, not doing anything. And I was six foot, and six foot six one. What? Jeez. You and, didn't. You didn't get. Taller. And I'm like, okay. It was just a little under the one. So it was like six and three quarters of an inch. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this doesn't make any sense. I didn't grow. <laughs> right. Because if you did, I'm going to be so pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> so after the nurse leaves the room, I'm like, she must have screwed up. So, so you went I back went over back there. over there and <laughs> I remeasured myself three separate times in various degrees of like positioning. positioning. You know, back. And yeah. by golly, it was coming out at six foot. You got a lump on your inch. head. You got a bump on your head, didn't you? I don't know. Maybe did you hit your head? Maybe they're maybe they're just wall things off. I'll say like, which on made a good me day, think, I'm five nine. Wondering. Which made me think. I'm like, how can you have an off wall thing as a doctor's office? <laughs> Doesn't somebody <laughs> calibrate these things? Right. They calibrate the scales at the elevator. Oh, right. Yeah. They got to calibrate. They have the, to. the wall height thing at a doctor's office, right? I bet you they don't. Yeah. Well, you're not yeah, getting paid. I don't know how many times it. I've gone to the doctor and be like. I literally just weighed myself this morning. No. Really? Oh, yeah, multiple times. It was right after I just bought a brand new scale. So, well, that doesn't mean anything. Well, I know. Every scale is different. The thing with that scales is, is you just have to use the same one. Yeah. The numbers are relevant. True. It's the, it's the, it's the deviation, deviation of numbers. From the the scaling is the same. But is it? I don't know. Well, I, there different could be different scale methods companies probably of have scaling, different algorithms. Yeah. Right, they've got a proprietary scale. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So shut up with your scale talk. I, I right? did. You're I wrong. did weigh. I did it's weigh the deviation the... of numbers. It's like the difference between one number and another, regardless of yeah. what the number is. It's, it's Newton. I did yeah. weigh that. It's absolutely Newton's law. <laughs> I did weigh that Ruger precision. Guess how much that thing weighed? Eight point two pounds. Twelve point five. 
That thing is a tank. It's twenty-four inch Get barrel. Get out of here. That's a heavy gun. Yeah, it's a heavy. Did you know that uh, Sir Isaac Newton, as he was writing the primary laws of physics as we know them, got hit by an apple? No. Also, as a side project for fun, discovered like everything we know about color, the color spectrum. Really? Yeah. How? Like infrared light and wavelengths. And wavelengths. Yeah. Wave, okay. Like just for fun and. Or or how, was it? How out is of, this a thing? That's like I just before anything existed. No, or I know. How was do, it out of? Uh, you know, like I said, well, boredom. But he was quarantined for one of the plagues that went through Europe, and that's how he discovered gravity. He was chilling. I don't know if that's true or not. That's, I think he made that. I up. believe I saw that one. <laughs> Sounds Somewhere. like it's yeah. not a COVID. It sounds like made. somebody trying to convince you that quarantines are awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that came out. No, that that literally did. That's when they were saying, "Oh well, well, things can come out of this." Sir Isaac Newton discovered gravity while quarantined at I think I want to say Oxford. Here, here's the crazy part about a lot of the history that we find out that these people were like young. Oh yeah, you know oh, they were yeah. like in their twenties to early thirties. And it makes me feel like a failure when you well, hear about like the founding fathers and them being the sons of liberty. We had this conversation years some ago. Some of them when were like teenagers. Yeah, some of them were even younger than yeah. The, yeah. The, the, was this, it wasn't yeah. Sam Adams. He was real young. He was drunk all the time. Oh yes. he was smashed. He was, has a hell. Of well, a he brew. lost his brother right at the very beginning of what we would call the revolution. As and that's when he made Oktoberfest for yeah. the first time. Yep. He was the, actually, he invented it for his brother mm-hmm. in, you know, in memoriam. Yeah. In memoriam. He died in October. <laughs> October didn't exist yet. Of course he made No, it he made October. And then he had, he's like, you know what? For October, we're going to have a fest and I'm going to just be hammered because I cannot live this life. And those darn Hessians yep. stole it from him. Yeah, they did. They're like, uh, you can't call it October. No, no. We have a month called October. Yeah, October. 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 And he's like, oh, that's dumb. It's called October, yeah. and it's yeah. October fast. Like, okay, I'll put a K in it for you. Like, all right? If you don't want to use the C, that's fine. I'll put the K in it. That's what he did Yeah, for his brother. In memorial, in memorial, <laughs> um, drunkard. So anyway, yeah, about uh, Newton. Nothing more. About no, Newton. Nothing. it's just it's, it's amazing the stuff he did. It was like a million years ago. That was like before. How do you figure out a light spectrum? I don't know, man. What? I How can't does it figure cross out a mind? light spectrum after somebody's told me the, guy, the light spectrum. The guy was uh, obviously he something had to be going on. He was there. an alien. He might have been an alien. You think he was had Elon dealings Musk. with the Aztecs? The, the Elon Musk of his day. Extremely Is religious. Is Elon Musk anywhere close to being like one of those people, Absolutely though? Absolutely not. No. No, I don't think so either. Okay. I also right. You do? Newton's Newton's there just Yeah, puffing on some weed so. with Joe and Rogan. He I don't think so. Super, super <laughs> religious. I don't think he was using any he he wouldn't even Did drugs exist then? <laughs> Opium. That's about it, though, right? Yeah. Huh. How did they Take even make opium? Poppy seeds. No, I understand yeah. that, but like, did they understand that? It that came they down the Silk Road from China. Oh, fucking Silk Road, man. India. No, China. This, it, it was just from China. Uh, 
I just read something yesterday. There are, East there India. Is, there East is India a lot company. of opium in the Middle East, though, too. The East India Company shipped it from India to China, causing the surge of opium use in China to young men across the entire coastline. And then whenever China tried to cut off the East India Company from trading there, then they started running it inland along the old Silk Road into China. You know, it's funny you say East India Company because they were part of the the tea. Yes. You know, they like were chartered tax. under the crown. And I had an idea for a comic book about the East India Company during the Revolutionary War. Do you remember this, Chris? No, I've never heard this. Yeah, you I'm do. I think interested. it's recorded. I, yeah, you, you so when they were dumping all of the tea into the harbor, the harbor, it was actually not tea at all. And it was like, I can't remember what I thought, it, what I had planned it was. But it, it like uh, mutinized a man. Um, from that, and I can't remember. He was hiding underground and ended up a finding tea, a tea man. No, it was a different. It wasn't actually tea. They were hiding it as tea, but the government was bringing in a different type of chemical at the time that nobody knew about. It was for war. Um, and then they, when they dumped it into the river, it like poisoned thinking, a bunch of people. Thinking it was a tea shipment. Yeah, it poisoned a bunch of people, and then they became these mutinoid type. Humans, and then they start. It was a, a kind of a ripoff of X Men in a way, just because they were all uh, transformed into these mutants, and then they get into this league with each other because they end up finding out that they're all, you know, changed. I like it, but it was during the Revolutionary War, like before any of this ever happened, and it was based off the East India Trading Company. That yeah. is just a, such a crazy organ, and it, it goes <laughs> pops in and out of popular culture all the time. Uh, what was that? Oh, the show uh, Taboo, but heavy with East India Company, and that's how I learned Taboo. What was that on? That has I remember that Tom part. Hardy. Yes. in it. That is one of my niche shows. I never did go I back and watch to... that. Oh man, it was it was such a crazy show, just nuts. And because hmm. he was like, him and his sister were part. Uh, English and part Native oh, I American. I thought you were sh- talking about that reality show Taboo, where they like showed people with tattoos or like no, piercings. No, this, this no, was, this was like yeah, a that, Discovery. I remember channel. that one. Yeah, I remember that show. This was an a- was it an AMC show? I can't remember, but BBC America. Oh yes, they had a hand in it. Yes. I think so. Well, Sir Isaac Newton was a badass. Yes, and you you mentioned did people like that. Like, it's weird that he existed, right? Yeah. But it brings to mind Einstein, because I was reading another thing about Einstein the other day. Um, they were talk- It was John Joe Rogan. Okay. Like, this guy was on there, and Joe Rogan was asking him, like, explain to me, like, what was before the Big Bang. All right. Oh, right. And um, he basically, it's interesting to watch, because the basic thing is, like, we have no capability of understanding what could be before no, this? No, we, we have an, a capability of understanding. Okay. Before all time and space was created then. All right? So we have no capability of understanding what something is without the abstract of time. Or quantifying it in yeah, some way. We can't even really understand it because time didn't exist. Because gravity didn't exist. Nothing. Well, Nothing exists. That's not true. 
they there's lots of theories on that it could have been one of many big bangs um the expanding and retracting universe yeah, so or there could have been millions before. Right, this where the one universe created, expands and then retracts and then expands. And they into, didn't talk into about a any singularity and then back out. Yeah, see, he didn't talk about that. Um, no. It's just a. Uh, you should watch, read it. It's interesting, but that's not the point I'm trying to make. Uh, or not, or mm-hmm. watch it. It's on YouTube. Right. The point I'm trying to make is there to to get everything that we know now. Basically, everything that they're learning mm-hmm. about the observable universe is based off of math that was created by Einstein in the 1950s without having any idea what the application of that math would be later on. And so now they're still proving theories based on Einstein's math. Yeah. So it's gotten so good at this point that they're not even... Like checking? It's not that they're not checking. It's that they're going back to Einstein's equations just to like figure out what theory to prove next. This yeah, because they're wild. like, cause, wait, so like he was just writing down, he just, they're going through Einstein's notes and they're like, well, he wrote down this equation, but we don't know what it's for. Like they, the keys are there, but they got to find what lock it goes to. They're basically like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but um, yeah, kind of. That makes, that, that is, makes, that's amazing. I mean, could you imagine, be, you know, and then they do it with and, Einstein, and, and then like, they do it and they're like, oh, down. it works. Like it was right. Isn't like doesn't this make you think that they have some other form of like? I think they have a, a, mental capacity that they're like yeah, tapping into something in your in our brains absolutely that we just are not capable of doing. Like we're just something is hindering us from being able to correct to do that. Right. It could be a mutation. It could be a right. Yeah, that was my first thought. I mean, was it could it, be a lot of things, but yeah, like the, the brain. So is you in, think they're mute mutants? X-Men. They could be. Could be. I mean, everybody's mutants for I mean, one like aspect they, or another. They weighed Einstein's brain. They're like, maybe his brain's heavier. Maybe it's denser. There, there was, they were like, there was nothing the different. Same brain about as everybody else's. Yeah, then, in the yeah. matter. But the thing is, like, there's so much about the brain that's crazy. Like, it's electrical impulses. Yeah, it's all about neurons and electrons. And it's mm. possible that. So, like, they debunked that whole thing, like, about you only use 10% yeah, in that's your brain. Not true. Right. But it's all not. I mean, it is like, we can't even understand. It's all about like when certain areas of your brain are firing at a certain time, right? So like when you're Processing stimulated, speed. yeah, when you're stimulated by certain things, yeah. certain area, areas of your brain will work while others are shut down. So I'm wondering if it's a thing where his brain was not shutting down in certain areas that ours is. Yeah, or it, maybe, um, yeah, possibly, or maybe it's just like, there a lot of these types of things are based on like creative thought, right? So maybe they're just able to access a different level of creativity mixed right. with you Which, know. I know it, I've heard it multiple times that you know they're like people like that, like they'll sleep approximately like four hours a night and then or less and then a nap in the day and then like that's how they yeah, roll. a lot of these genius people don't sleep. Well, it's just like the thing. That's is, why I don't want to be something I don't want going to on because we've all seen Ever, those videos where, genius. like, an autistic kid who's never seen a piano in his life will just sit down and play like a Mozart piece. Yes, and a lot of them do that. And or even so, more. obviously, there's a lot of shit going on that we don't understand. Or are mm-hmm. we self-imposing 
restrictions upon ourselves. That's what I was going to bring up. Are things we do in our normal day-to-day life restricting our capability to learn or no? Sure. Yes. I did see a theory on that where... Screens. um, Like kids that are really like up and coming like the, you know, think of the brainiac kid back in the day, you know, that A plus student, you know, from kindergarten all the way until like eighth grade and then possibly through high school. But then after that, like, what are those kids doing nowadays? If they... Uh, Junkies, were, oh, every one of them. If But if those kids, you know, they required stimulus, you know, to think and move and that's how they went. If they keep getting dumbed down or like, oh, well, I want to do this. Like we were talking earlier about, you know, people that want to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you tell them, no, don't do that. Just, just, just stop. So if they're like, I want to go to the library, I want to go get some more books. You just got five books, you know, a month ago. You don't need more books. Did you read all of them? Did you really, really read them? Yeah, I want more books. Yeah, you're basically. But if if you you're like handcuffing you, those people from learning and then taking yes. the you're taking the drive away from them. Well, our later society life. does that hardcore. It penalizes um, to a certain point, and except in rare occasions, it penalizes intelligence. So, from a yes. young age, if you're exceptional. Intelligence-wise, not in athletics, but if you're exceptional intelligence, you're going to be shit on by everybody around you, essentially, sometimes including your own parents and family. Nerd. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, of a lot of reasons, you know, yeah. people are threatened sure. by it or people are jealous of it or people whatever. People want you to be more social. They want you to be normal. But if you want to read a book on, you know, whatever, you, whatever interests you, and then they say... Well, why can't you just go out and go play with the neighbor kids? Yeah, and then our culture doesn't value it, and then we also have technology that's taking so much of people's time. Think how much more time people had. Technology is also dumbing people down. I wouldn't Ugh. necessarily say that in all, but it's what how if, you use it. I, I don't it's necessarily areas of, say of, it's dumbing people down because there's lots of areas where it's making people smarter. But what I say well, is, it's, is, is that it is taking a lot of our time. Yeah, but it's it's taking a lot of our time, but it's also removing, um, it's making things so much easier for everyone, right? So it's moving, removing the, like having to figure something out. It's removing In the aspect senses, of, of having to find the answer, like on your own and, and reading something or going somewhere to find it or asking questions, like okay, but that type of stuff. Here's, here's where you're... It's you're, instant gratification where you're and wrong, instant though. knowledge. All right. Because if the goal is to find the knowledge, knowledge to answer your question, having access to that knowledge quicker isn't a hindrance. If it's the proper information also. I so don't know. just I, because you don't drive to a library to find an answer to a question... You can get it on your phone. Does it make you less intelligent? In fact, it would make you you more intelligent. But it's removing. It's removing like all problem solving from people. You don't have to solve anything. You can just search problem. It also is enhancing creativity in a lot of people. And it depends on. And that's what I was going to get at. Is like it's removing certain things that we've had to do, like remembering phone numbers. Right? Like nobody remembers phone numbers anymore. You don't have to. It's all pre-programmed in your phone, and you don't have to look at it. So it's removing things like that. In our but that's brains, good. that gives you more room in your brain for other yes. pursuits. That's not a no, measure it, of intelligence. Your brain doesn't just fill up, and and you're incapable of doing anything. But here's my point: everything's about time, right? Time. 
So the more time that you have available... You should have technically have more time available, right? Because you can find information no, quicker no. with... Uh, yes, in that aspect. But, okay, so there's a benefit there. Yeah. A way to... By a huge negative of ultimate distraction. Yes. Okay, so if before screens existed, um, people thought. They just sat and thought. Mm-hmm. They just sat and thunk about shit. Yeah, you're right. right. Yeah. You know what I mean? People don't do that anymore because why would you? You don't need to. Thinking is taken away from you. The problem is it's not that it's taking away. It's that it's not attractive because when you, I mean, it's. It's unnecessary for you to think. It's, hard. it's not necessarily that it's hard to think. It's that there's so much pleasure that you get in your brain mm-hmm. and your dopamine receptors from a drama television show, from a reality show, from a YouTube video. It's creating this a chemical response now, in your brain. This kind well, of talk the makes way that feel I, terrible. The way that I always, like you're saying, like using the internet yeah, you could use it as a distraction or it's how you use it. Like, I wouldn't have a I business bought, without the internet. Oh, right. I, you wouldn't. I mean, just working on my mechanical learning in general, like my previous truck that I had, it, I didn't work on it. I pay people to work on it. I send it to a mechanic shop. They work on it. They fix it. Boom. They're the experts. I bought another truck to see what I could do, what I was capable of replacing, finding my own limitations and finding out where to fix the problems. Cause say my headlights, my right side headlights aren't working. Is it the bulbs? Go buy some bulbs, replace it. Still don't work. Okay. It's a wiring issue. Trace wires. Wires all look good. Coming to find out it's a circuit board connection issue that you solve it by putting little tiny washers in there and tightening it back up and it readjusts where the connections are on the blades. Yeah. I mean, I would never have guessed that just trying to figure out the problem myself, but somebody did, but somebody did. And I had to go find search for that knowledge through forum after forum after forum, Googling and Googling, Googling, but it's where you got to go find that knowledge. I agree that it can expand. It absolutely expands a general knowledge in a lot of different areas. But I do believe it's still a hindrance on like doing things on your own. Like you're always, it's the instant gratification and instant uh, like answer to everything. Like it doesn't promote people to think on their own. I mean, it's just like, Oh, like as soon as somebody has a question about something and I absolutely do this 100%, I'm like, well, fucking Google it. Like, okay. Right. And then we just. But that doesn't make you dumber. You don't. Having access to information faster. But I don't think you. Retaining information doesn't make you smarter. Yes, it does. Retaining information. Yes. 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 Retaining information is what. That's not intelligence. But. It displays. It, it, it is it a, a form of intelligence. It's That's a, what we go to school for. It's a yeah, but it's not true intelligence. That's not uh, measurable intelligence. What is problem it, solving? Yeah, what's important? What's I? Yeah, and I feel like our problem solving skills are a lot less because we have the availability of someone else that's already figured it out. It's Somebody not else that it's is, less. It just changes it. 
right? So it just becomes a different thing. So it, intelligence right. is an abstract concept that yeah. evolves, right? So yes, there are certain things like that um, that it may, but again, those are positives. It's making that better. There's creative intelligence. There's emotional intelligence. There's uh, all different kinds of problem-solving intelligence. There's um, these all factor into what intelligence is. You sometimes you'll find that people that can't retain any information, people that fail every test that gets put in front of them, that have to read facts out of a textbook and memorize them, and they fail every test and they don't do well in school. That you're going to consider them unintelligent because. Um, we're measuring intelligence by your ability to retain facts and information when they could be a mechanical genius. But you, that's it, why the military used military used the ASBAB test because it had more, it was yeah, more until you got a waiver and got around it. Wow. Um, the S, well, I guess California dropped the SATs. To get Here's into the thing, California though. universities in general, like really you're right, there could be people that are a mechanical genius or could do whatever, but you could also have people that literally know nothing. Let's say you could have like somebody that just has no capabilities whatsoever, right? Like they're not a mechanical genius, they're not good in school, like it's just they're completely the worst, right? Mm. Everyone can pick up a phone and just like type in anything. Good. They want. So at least to put someone on a playing it's field. It's not where that they good. Can... That's I don't think that's that good. Like they, if they didn't have that, they'd really be a piece of shit. <laughs> I understand that, but I'm just saying, like, in order to go forward, like you could have so many more people if they th- that are intelligent, right? If they have to physically figure things out. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain aspect to that, yes. But it, I, I will argue that those t- applications for technology and the internet are more beneficial than negative. I just feel like it I'm takes saying that away... What's more negative than beneficial is the um, entertainment aspect to it. Yes. But I also feel like it takes away from human beings' drive to want to know more or to want to figure things out on their own and to want to do their own... like searching like their own problem solving it takes away from you being a problem solver because you don't have to be you can yeah, do whatever I mean, there certainly makes you lazy yeah yeah but it also if it's something that you're searching for but you don't have the uh financial means to figure it out and if somebody yes, has a financial totally, means that they can do their own testing on something yeah you know it's a great equalizer right, right. yeah and if they're willing, I mean, because then some people, you know, they will do that testing themselves, and then that's their, you know, trade secret, industry secret. You know, they only share it with certain people. But then if you have like somebody K- like... KFC's or trade secret. Like, like uh, I want to know how they make that fried chicken. Like I saw a video with... Uh, you can find it on the internet. Gail Banks, he does a lot of... Uh, stuff in the, in the diesel industry, especially with Chevys and Duramaxes and whatnot. And Cummins. he puts out a lot of information. Yeah. It, I wouldn't say really dumbs it down, but he puts it into, he, he parcels it out so that people can pick it up. Like say a supercharged engine, it's pushing four PSI into the manifold and it's making X amount of horsepower. And some guys will be like, oh, well, I'm going to put a smaller 
pulley on it so it spins faster and it'll push more air and then make more power. Well, sometimes there's a point of diminishing returns where you push too much air, it gets hot. So it's not as dense because dense air, cool air makes more power because the molecules are closer together. But if you're pushing hot air at a higher PSI, you will lose power. A lot of people never ever knew that, but he mm-hmm. just wouldn't just... Yeah, I mean, it opens up a kind of a whole different angle than what you're talking about because there is an intelligence in being able to use the tools of the internet to there research is. and find information. Um, in fact, it's a skill that I, a lot of people don't... I absolutely don't, agree with you. And, because and, as much, so- and as much as we talk about you relying on the internet, um, most people can't effectively find information right on the internet. And, and to be fair, it's not that much different than a library or Correct, an encyclopedia. Yeah. Like a lot of people didn't know how to use encyclopedias. Like we we would talk about them a few pod, podcasts ago and you know, like that was where you found information and unless you were taught how to use this thing or use a, a library you didn't know really how what to find the information old, it's the same way on the internet what was the car, the card catalog dewey decimal system yeah okay, yeah card yeah, catalog yeah, yeah. john but, dewey yeah john yeah. dewey did do a dewey decimal system but yeah. you had to good old you know, johnny if you wanted dewey to look up something on engines go over to the card catalog engines you can go find stuff yeah see the difference with the internet is when you wanted to learn something about an engine you had to read a book that would take you a week to read through and then you would learn a lot more in the process. As opposed probably. to right. an algorithm pulling exactly what every, you need. Yeah. Now you, you know. might not get exactly, which is why like you, you gotta really finesse that search engine to really like get exactly what you want. I, I think which means that you gotta expand your own knowledge of the subject. Like you saw something and you're like, oh, that looks really, really cool. But I don't know how to describe it. it so the retention rate of knowledge or like what you're reading is probably not as good. This is a guess really, but it's probably not as good just finding it on the internet than it would be reading through books. It just depends on the person probably. Yeah. It's it's about time. Yeah. It's about time. Right. How much time are you going to spend on that proposition? So if you're pre-internet and you're reading a book, you're going to spend a week of time figuring Mm -hmm. something out. Because there's nothing else to do. But with the internet, like, ah. Uh, and again, you know. it gets back to my point that the bad part isn't the information, isn't the tools, isn't that stuff. The bad part is the dopamine, dopamine yes. inducing entertainment. Is addictive. Is addictive. And yeah. it, it's Darn easy. Tic-tacs. It's way easier. It's so easy. And it's fulfilling. I mean... It's crazy how it does that to you, too. It is, and it's fulfilling. And you can have a life fulfilled, not societally, but in your own measure, by just consuming. I know, In yes, our culture. Yes. Like, yeah. you can be... That is a meme on the internet. It like is? Far, yeah. Oh, 4chan's all over that one, believe me. Hmm. Isn't that kind of... I don't know. Like... That's kind of what we do. That's kind of what our podcast is about, really. If you think about it, it is. It You're is. absolutely right. Yeah. Um, I mean, and and I don't, I don't feel bad about it. Like I like consuming all this creative. Humans love consuming. You know, we, we, I love consuming the thing. entertainment, but also <laughs> we're. I feel like we're using it, like we're doing something else with it. 
true with this podcast right mm-hmm. yeah so we may be true. consuming consuming things but then we're sitting here having a conversation like this about that and it creates something and it creates something yes. yes so but then you have the other aspect of that where you literally just sit and consume and, and turn your brain off and do nothing with it yeah. whatsoever doesn't help you the next day and i'm not necessarily saying this is going to help anybody but consuming tomorrow, entertainment but isn't again nothing is black and white right so yeah. it isn't necessarily only a negative thing i mean there's no, positive no. things you get yeah. out of that too so exactly. um it just is what it is yeah mm-hmm. it's part of being here yeah. so <laughs> in talking about consuming things today as this podcast comes out you can consume the boys season two is it out? i need to watch that as of today, oh, shit. I'm Friday, watching so many things right now. I don't know how I can watch it right now. <laughs> As of Friday, when this podcast came out, The Boys Season 2 is out, and so is Mulan. Oh, yeah. $29.99. I'm psyched about that. This day is an amazing day, and So we're going to spend it not watching those Disney things. Disney accidentally let the cat out of the bag, Act purely accidentally, um, through like a memo or something, and they said... That they're releasing Mulan will come free in December. Yeah. So the question is, do you pay the thirty bucks now, or do you or wait you till wait December? Wait till December. Yeah. Because I could go either way. I really want to see it, but I can also just wait till December. But I would have seen it in theaters and spent way more. Than I know. I would have went and saw it in theaters too, knowing that eventually it comes I'll out pro- for free. I'll probably rent it or buy it actually because. Once you rent it on Disney Plus, as long as you don't get rid of your account, you just have it forever. Yeah, right. And then obviously it's free in December anyway. But. Yeah, yeah, that's the big question. But I'll, I don't know. I'll probably I, I, it doesn't really bother me either way to buy it or wait. So listen on. We're gonna have a Mulan review next week. Yes, uh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, we pro- I won't have seen the boys by then, or I'll, I mean I will have started it probably. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much content out there. What other news you got? Because I got some what we're watching, and I know you had some articles, but we literally have 22 minutes. Yes, I have one more thing. Um, and so, do you guys know about the Nielsen ratings for TV? Yeah, I'm right. Mm-hmm. I actually invented them. Oh, you, you're Mr. Nielsen. Yeah, my name is actually Christopher Aaron Nielsen Harford. Oh, I didn't girl. know that. Mother's maiden's maiden name. Okay. <laughs> um, so the Nielsen ratings came out just in the beginning of August with their first ever streaming chart. So they have a Nielsen rating for streaming TV shows now. And they just started it as of, what was it, August 3rd. They started this streaming thing, and they're rating the top 10 streaming shows for the week, each week. They're rating top 10 weekly streaming shows. And the first weeks that they've done this since August 3rd, Umbrella Academy has topped the streaming charts every week. It's a good show. Since it came out. Hmm. Um, That's including season one and season two. It is topped on by a huge margin, and they rate it by minutes watched. And Umbrella Academy right now has 3 billion minutes watched a week. Yeah, it's crazy. Even like... Uh, Isn't it's that, crazy how that, that incredible? Stuff adds up because even with our YouTube channel, which is almost nobody watches. Yes. Right? 
um, we'll still get a report every month. Yeah. And it's like you had 35,000 minutes washed or something. And I'm like, yeah. I don't even understand how that's, it's not that high, right? No, it's what not is it? That it's high. pretty high though. I don't know what the minutes It's like I, thousands of minutes. And I'm like, what? Yeah, thousands of minutes watched, which is nothing compared to other things. But right. it, in the grand scheme of things, when you talk about thousands of minutes, that's a lot of time. Yeah. This is talking about billions of minutes, three billions of minutes have been watched of Umbrella Academy. Well, think about it this way, though. And it's only including the U.S. It's not, Nielsen is not taking any of these minutes What did we say the other week? There was like 18 million subscribers in the U.S., 20 million subscribers in the U.S. They had 50 million overall. No, it's 180. Overall. Okay, so it's 50 in the U.S., something like that. Um, Let me look it up. Hang on. It's So to get a billion, everybody needs to only watch... I mean, if there's 50 million subscribers, so 10 minutes would be 500, so 20 minutes. Yeah. Is that total or a month or a day or what? A week. A week. So if you watched one episode a week, you'd be at 2 billion minutes just for U.S. subscribers. If everybody... If every single yeah, okay. Netflix yeah. subscriber watched that show. So 100 minutes. So an episode is 60. So if you watch an episode and a half a week at 20 million subscribers, so... Roughly half of the U.S. subscribers yeah. are watching uh, one and a half episodes a week. That's really That's a good, lot, man. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> That's if you have half of your subscribers watching one show a, a week. Yeah, but I mean, even one episode that, of a show a week. That's a lot. Subscribers, but not unique so, users, because like, I mean, you got one Netflix account. Yeah, you can I use on how many mm-hmm. devices, and what if I watched the entire season in one sisters. week? Yeah, and then me yeah, and my other sisters did. watch it, so it's kind of like, how far exponentially can you? Grow? Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, every could every be a lot of every single yeah. instance of watching, it probably counts whether it's the same account or not. So, and this, okay, okay, yeah. this Nielsen rating is it, their chart has a top ten for the week. They're just rating top ten, and so far, the only two streaming services that they're doing on this chart is Amazon and Netflix, mm-hmm. and so far every week. Netflix has had every top 10. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Amazon has anything come out lately. No, they haven't, but they have really good shows. Yeah, but everything's been out for a long time. They've had nothing even recently that's been new. And I wonder why they're doing it. Why why is that? The Boys is coming out. Um, They're working on Lord of the Rings. I mean, they've got plenty of shit coming up. Yeah. It's just it's what their seasons are. I mean, you know, remember some yeah, shows used to come out in the summer, some shows come out in the winter. True. Amazon's a winter release company. Yeah, they are. Like because once, uh, yeah. what's that? Uh, what's that other show that we watched? Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. No, the Carnival Row. Carnival oh, Row. I was thinking one, Circus, yeah. but Carnival Row, man. Yeah, that should be coming back soon. That should this be winter. I'm assuming the next season. What did I watch? Oh, I watched Ten Star. Uh, first season that. and then part of the other one. It's a it's a detective yeah, style. Yeah, I think that is. Oh, I don't a know that show. Purchase so show. I think that was by a different. Like the, I don't know if that was an Amazon original. Which was one? it? Ten Star. It was a uh, in conjunction with BBC. Yeah, I think they bought it from another producer. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And because at first it, it was a t- detective show, but then it it turned into a dark comedy. Because then once you got to know the characters and how they interacted and everything it yeah it got it got dark and it was i was I, laughing and i'm like i don't know if i'm supposed to be laughing this <laughs> yeah, is i don't hilarious. think i should laugh at this yeah i mean <laughs> it got really dark i'm just like whoa i like that 
So that was my last one. That was my last little news tidbit. All right. My what you're watching isn't going to take long because you guys haven't seen them. So I'm just going to kind of mention what I'm watching. Okay. So do you, do you want to do one of your articles or a couple of your articles for a while or no? I can, yeah. I want to do one. And it's... Because okay. I got a couple too, but I don't think we'll get to them. I've got... Uh, so every uh, comic book resource ranked... This is ranked off of critic review. Okay. This is all off of critic reviews. Um, and it's all of the X-Men films ranked off of critic score. Okay. The critic scores are out of 100, so they rank them out of 100, basically. There's 11, I believe, uh, X-Men movies, and they're including Deadpool in this. Okay. So both Deadpool movies are ranked in this. Nice. So coming in at number 11, I would assume... Let me guess. Can I guess them? Yes, you can. Um, number 11 is going to be Dark Phoenix. It is, with a score of 32.5. Yeah. Dark Phoenix. I still have not watched this movie, and I I, I still either. feel like I need to. It's not that bad, but it's not good. So uh, that's what I told you at the time. I'm like, it's not the worst thing, but it's also something that you could never watch and be completely fine with. Really? Yeah, I barely even remember it now that I'm talking about it. Okay. Well, yeah, Dark Phoenix comes in in the last position, 32.5 rating. The next one, can I'll you guess, guess it? it? Yeah, it's, it's X-Men Apocalypse. It's, no, it's X3, The Last Stand. No. Is New Mutants on this list? Yes. Okay, it's New Mutants. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Which I haven't seen yet. Yeah, so. so I haven't seen New Mutants yet either, but it comes in with a score of 37 even. Um, Ma- not, Maisie Williams not happy about it, apparently. Not happy about the movie? Not happy about the p- fact that everybody hates the movie. Really? Yeah. What's the Rotten Tomatoes score on that? I don't know. Um, new mutants. You're the guy who looks things up. Yeah, I'm just wondering what the difference between the critic score or the audience score is because that is usually pretty telling. Yeah. Um, 53% audience score, 34% critic score, so it's garbage. Yeah. Oof. It says, the, the last sentence in this says, the harshest complaint was that this was a sizzle reel for an idea more than it was a fully forged film. Ooh, ouch. Uh. So that was, again, I think it's 11 movies. I didn't count them all, but 11, then 10, and then the next one coming in is what? Well, I got three options for terrible movies. So um, I'm going to go with X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yes. Are you looking at the same? <laughs> no, I swear to God. I'm just looking at the list of movies from okay. Wikipedia. So you're you're nailing it. X-Men Origins Wolverine with a 38.5. It is true. It is true. Yes. I, I have confirmed this. He is just looking at the Wikipedia. Okay. Yeah. X-Men Origins Wolverine 38.5. I didn't hate this movie, but um, I guess in the in the uh, grand scheme in of the things. In the grand schemes, yeah. It kind of. I didn't hate it. It's not a good movie, but um, their treatment of Deadpool is horrendous. Horrendous, yes. Oh, and it's yeah. the worst thing that ever happened to the history but of mankind. I appreciate it for the meme that became later. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so agree, it says critics admit... They give us a lot of different mutants, too. They give us Deadpool as yeah. it, it was garbage, but they gave us the blob. They yes. did, yeah. yeah. There was yeah. a couple other ones like that. It says... Uh, Critics admit the film was fun to watch, but most agree the movie lacked the heart and soul of the original franchise and felt rushed. It didn't help that the film ruined Deadpool. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> So, sure. yes, I agree. Yeah. Uh, the next one is... X-Men The Last Stand. No. 
Oh, then it's uh, Apocalypse. Yes, X Men Apocalypse forty nine point five. This is one I I I actually don't despise this movie. Uh, yeah, I really don't. I, I thought it was fine. Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah, I never I never watched that one. Yeah, I mean it's not great. It's not memorable. Oscar Isaac was Apocalypse, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. You can't tell. No, you can't tell because of all of the makeup. But yeah, it was him. Um. It was lackluster, they say. Critics blasted it for its excessive action and cliche villain. On the other hand, there was, it was. praise. It was there was praise for strong performances and a good story at the core. I agree. So yeah, I agree with that too because I can watch that movie again. I've watched it multiple times. Yeah, I've watched it many times, and yeah. I own it, and I will watch it more. And the next film is Rank Last Stand. Is Last Stand at fifty-seven point five? So the the critic score is jumping significantly from a forty nine point five to a fifty seven. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good, pretty good movie. I like Jean Grey's character. Um, it just they didn't do her justice um, at all. And those who didn't like the film called it hugely ambitious yet disappointing. It wasn't terrible. No, it wasn't. Next one also gave us a bunch of new. People, mm-hmm. I think Juggernaut was in that. He was yeah, Juggernaut. Yeah, uh, Night, was Nightcrawler Nightcrawl- that his first one? No, he was next. So a lot of critics are saying that the, that movie, The Last Stand, was silly compared to the previous. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They they the first two it, took it a lot more serious. Right. Yeah. And this one was kind of yeah. They were different darts of anti mutant stuff. You're right. Wait, I forgot about that. Just like that was immediately turning them into humans. Yes. <laughs> Instantly. And. It, I guess would would hokey be yes a little bit more hokey I silly guess? and hokey yeah. a little more hokey yeah uh, and then the next movie in line uh, this is where it starts to get a little more difficult because they're getting into the better movies mm-hmm. um, but I'm gonna go with probably Wol- the Wolverine you're exactly yeah. right at a 66 so it went from 57.5 to not a 66 a great movie. it's Silver not. Samurai is not a good I um, wanted it to be so good yeah yeah because I love uh, the comic that it's based off of it's yes. one of my favorite frank miller i 100 percent uh, agree i remember you is it frank miller right yes and it's so good maybe it's not frank miller i'm pretty uh, sure maybe i'm is. thinking of ronin oh shit so they're saying um let's see it is frank miller. unwilling to push the superhero aspects of the story regardless it was a good film reminding comic fans of the wolverine's time in japan and providing plenty of great action it, First of all, I love anything set in Japan. Yes. The Last Samurai okay. is one of my favorite movies. Um, oh, yes. That's I love, a good one. I mean, it's Hugh Jackman heavy, and he's the best part of the whole entire franchise for the most part. Um, it's good. So they say, uh, however, even critics who praised the film pointed out the padded plot and underdeveloped characters while also calling it a change of pace for superhero movies. Agreed. Yeah. And I completely agree yes. with that because it was a big change it was of pace. It's very different. Yeah. Um, it was centered all around Wolverine's story, and yeah, and the character uh, outside characters kind of suffered for it too. I see the underdeveloped character, absolutely, yeah. very underdeveloped characters. Not the Wolverine character, no. but no. everybody all else, around. everyone around. I don't yeah, remember yeah, anybody yeah. else in it. So. Yes, definitely. Uh, okay, going moving on from X Men to or the, from Wolverine to what, what number is this? Uh, I'd have to. It doesn't matter. Count them. Uh, it's the original X Men. Correct. Seventy-two point five. Damn, you're right nailing it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the original X Men, seventy-two point five. That's a pretty good score. 
Yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things. I, I mean, it's a good, solid, early comic book movie. It doesn't yeah. hold up as well as you'd like it to. Um, they went for like, that was the, very much the time when they're like, let's clad them in leather. Let's yes. not make them this look like a comic book movie. Yep. Let's try to do, you know, the Batman thing or make it seem like real life. And it was kind of, yeah. it kind of reminded me a lot of the, the original animated series in a lot of ways. In a way. Yeah. And then, like you said, the leather clad. They changed type. it. They didn't want it to be like Wait, the animated they, one because they changed it to be more was modern. The SR, was the, the, the SR-71 uh, Blackbird, was that still like that original from the animated style? I almost want to say I, it was. I believe it was very I think similar. it was, yeah. Yeah. So like it, was, it just kind of had that feel as far as like people our generation watching the original animated series. It did have the feel. And it, it hit a lot of the same notes, you know, but it didn't go for it whole hog, basically. So the because they didn't think they could, and they still haven't done the original costumes really. No, they didn't. They have which never, is fine. Were, it didn't yeah, bother me at the time. Too. It made sense. Everybody understood it. Yeah, what was going on? They made jokes about it. Yeah, I mean, so it's fine. It was self-referential. It's fine. Critics praised the cast and called the movie exciting, enjoyable, and faithful. The cast is great. Famke Jenkins or whatever her name is. No. Who who was that? Jean Grey. That's her name? Yeah. Famke Jensen or Jenkins. Oh, I don't remember that. I thought it was somebody else. Are you thinking of uh, Rebecca? Romaine, she was missing. No, yeah, that's. I, ju- I guess I just didn't that never knew her the name. Statue of Liberty, that's good times. Um, with Sabretooth and Mystique, and oh, the original Sabretooth. They say the the yeah. dialogue and script were considered hammy by some. Yes, slightly. All right, moving on is what movie? Um, at this point, it starts to get really difficult, but I'm gonna go with um, Days of Future Past. No. Deadpool 2? Yes. Okay. Deadpool 2, 74.5. Uh, Which I love this movie. I actually almost enjoyed it more than the first Deadpool. Apparently, there were complaints about the smugness of the film. Well, that's dumb because that's yeah. what Deadpool is. <laughs> I yeah, know. He's that's why I don't understand that. Being smug. Yeah. Like, that's, I love this movie. So, the next one? Hmm. Is it future past? We're getting down there now. Then it's got to be Deadpool 1. Yes. Deadpool 1 at a 75. So they've they've got Deadpool 2, 74.5, and Deadpool at 75. So If I'm looking at what's left on this list, I'm going to hard disagree on this one. Yeah, I don't really agree with this at all either because I think it should be higher, much higher. Yeah, me too. It was Um, groundbreaking at the time. Yeah. They call it a breath of fresh air and hilarious off-color comic book movie that was needed. The bad reviews were mostly for the same reasons, with the critics <laughs> disliking the vulgar aspects. Don't care. Yeah, 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 don't care. Kick rocks, bud. <laughs> okay, we've got, let's see. Um, I'll tell you, one, two, three, four movies left. Okay. So we're in the top. That was Deadpool was five. We're in the top five. Going into number four. Well, I'm not getting any traction with Days of Future Past, so I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with X Men First Class. Yes, you're Ooh, so good. At nice. This. 
75.5 they've got it at. So it's just half a point better than Deadpool. I love this um, movie. It's a very Kevin very Bacon. Good movie. Yeah. It's so good. I love who's the guy that plays Magneto? Um Michael Fassbender. He's so good. Yeah. He's such a good Magneto. I love him. And I love the guy that plays uh um what's his name? Professor X. Oh yeah. Oh. The professor, that guy. His last name starts with an M, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. He's James, very good, James too. James McAvoy. Yes, yes James McAvoy. McAvoy. He's very good, too. Yeah. Great actor. Moving on, number three. Number three is going to be uh, Days of Future Past. No. Stop it. <laughs> it's not. They're going to give you number three at X2? Yes. Bullshit. X2. X2 is a movie perfection. It's... I wouldn't necessarily call it perfection, but it is. It's one of the best comic book movies yeah. ever made. I agree. Critics praise the performance and the action, calling it better than the first movie in every way. Those who weren't as appreciative claimed the film had too many digital effects and tried too hard. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I agree. I don't they went, think they they went for it, and they they that was the scene in the White House with Nightcrawler. Yes, the next two. Yeah, okay. The first time you've ever seen anything like that on uh, You've never seen ever. anything like that. Right. Yep. Um, and honestly, like that took it to a level that you never saw in the cartoon either. Yes. I mean, it was yeah. so fast-paced and so incredible. Yeah. Um, that is a really, really... For how... That I came out know. in 2003. You got to understand. It oh, did. Oh, yeah. It was groundbreaking. It did. I, I don't know. So what's number two? Um, number two is Days of Future Past. Correct. 82.5. You know, maybe I need to rewatch this. I liked that movie, but it I did like the time travel aspect. They did it well. I really love yeah. Days of Future Past. I, I need I have uh two copies of it. I have the original and I have the rogue cut. Um they, the rogue they, cut, they yeah, huh? they recut that movie and they added a bunch of uh scenes about rogue. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. It it says, however, it it succeeded. And has a 90% critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 91% audience score. Critics called it complex, intimate, clever, and emotional. It's one of the smartest comic book movies ever made. I'll say that for sure. Yeah. Um, I wasn't crazy about Bishop as the character of Bishop in that, but it's fine. The complaints uh, include a lack of continuity and a bloated script. I don't know about I don't know about the lack of continuity because that's what that, that whole movie was about. Oh yeah, I about. said that wrong. Didn't yeah, I? You did. Continuity, that's what that yeah. movie was. It was like, a, but I could see the bloated script part. Yeah, I agree. And then number one, uh, Logan. Logan, you're it right. You're so freaking much. right. Logan is number one. <laughs> yeah. This is absolutely the best movie in the X Men universe. I want to rewatch that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. It oh, is man. so good. We went and saw it on my birthday. They said me, we did. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> critics, uh, the critics who didn't like it said it was too grim, violent, and, and sophomoric. Yeah, well, they can be wrong. Like yeah, I've been they, saying this whole podcast. They it wasn't, they it wasn't outlandishly it. violent. I don't think it's too grim either because it's the, his, it's the end time story for Wolverine. Like yeah. That's what it is. I don't think it was too grim at it's, all. If you could imagine a culmination of a, being alive from the 18, 18 the, early 1800s until but the idea the of the movie wasn't 
it wasn't to try to keep him alive. It wasn't no. the fact that he was trying to save himself. He's saving somebody else. Like it, the whole idea of the movie wasn't to try to keep him self alive. It was like, I'm going to sacrifice everything because she needs to stay alive. Yeah. And the so one thing that Wolverine, too, he yeah. never wanted, but deep down always wanted a family in general. Yeah. Yeah. Because he lost his wife and which one was that one? So um, that would have been an X two, right? Yeah. Which even then, like he was kind of duped by that. So here's what general. I agree. He's lost a lot. He lost yes. a wife in the Wolverine too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did. So he's been married several times. Or I don't know if he was married, but you know what I mean. But yeah, but and really, honestly, in X three with Jean Grey, so he's yeah, lost he a gets, lot of loves. He gets you know family force upon him at one time, and he rejects it at first, but then right. So I like this because it's like the, and they should continue it this way, is like it's the birth of a new, it's like the start of a new generation of mutants Yeah. from this point. Like you're you're getting rid of the old and bringing in the new. Um, But the critics praised the ending saying it was the best closure the franchise could have hoped for. And I kind of agree. I think it's a very fitting end. Yeah. Yeah. For for that for character, him, for him, yeah. for Wolverine, Hugh, for not Hugh the X-Men. Jackman, honestly. Yeah. yeah, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, huge it's, jacked man. But Professor X is gone too. You know, it's an ending True. for Professor X. It's an ending for Wolverine. That and was what was brilliant about good. Days of Future Past is they were able to completely make something which, you know, DC needs to hire whoever that is. I know because honestly, do. that's what they did in that movie, and we right. don't even give it enough credit. The fact that they ended. A franchise and started a new franchise with a movie yep. that explained it through right. time travel. Yeah, Man. you're right. I mean, that's, that's hard to do. That is hard to do. Um, and worked and got a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. It's hard to do to keep uh, fans or like anybody watching the movie engaged to where yes. they understand what's going on. Yeah. Like where you can follow the story. I don't even know if I can follow the story. I think you, I think they do a good job of it though, because it's yeah. very hard to do when you have a time travel movie in any yeah. sense well, of the word. I've did. been confused enough by time travel to that, that, that was, and they did it in a way that was more complicated than end game. Yes. But still simple enough. Yes. You know, like Endgame was almost too simple. I agree. It was a little bit too simple. Yeah. They didn't like fluctuate. And that's why DC had, with Flashpoint, has one of the most complex. They have the opportunity to make one of the most complex um, resets in history. Uh, it more complex than Days of Future Past, I, I would argue, because that, that was like a four issue comic arc mm-hmm. that they crammed in that movie. And Flashpoint. You know, was a whole year of comic books, essentially, if, if I remember correctly. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. That's all you got? Yep. I have a couple articles. I, I got one question to you, for you. Do you want to record an extra long podcast? Okay. Or do we want to just end it and record some extra content that we can use for either Patreon or we can can it for the fall. Hmm. I see your questions. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily have Hold a good on. answer. Um, I say we end it and, and record extra. 
for or something we else. go home. These are our options. There, those are our options. But I say we, we're we're over our time. Well, I still have to do what I want. Been watching. Well, then get after it. All right. Um, I'm just going to mention them real quick. I'm not going to talk about them that much. I watched Bill and Ted Face the Music. Okay. Um, I'm not going to talk it. about it because you need to watch it, and yeah. I want to talk. I want to have a proper review of this I movie. Agree. It I need to it. see it. I didn't know you saw it. You never told me. That's. I would have tried to make time for this. Completely not true. Um, <laughs> I'll just quickly say I absolutely loved it, and I want to talk about it. Okay. All right. Good. Um, at the behest of every single human being that I've ever come in contact with, I <laughs> begrudgingly Jeez. started watching the show Yellowstone. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, what do you, what do you mean at the behest of everybody you've come in contact with? Because everybody else is watching it. Everybody, I know. That's the only I thing I hear from people. I know they know we have a podcast. We talk about movies and TV shows. They're like, "What about Yellowstone?" I've seen the very first. It's kind of like the new Game all. of Thrones. Some very for some people, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm only four episodes in. I'm on a Marley schedule. Oh, all right. So it's going to take me a long. It's going to be a long time it. for you to watch that. Um, I would like to watch more and talk about it as it goes on and i know our audience wants me to do that <laughs> yes i hope that i can get more into this show yeah at this point <laughs> so i only saw the very first episode is all i have i have the first season so i need to there finish must at least be the something there that i just haven't gotten to yet yeah and i give a lot of shows a chance there's sure. enough that i've seen that's going to allow me to continue unabated okay so i'll just say that for right now what I do want to talk about is a show. It's been out for a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. It made a transition. It was a YouTube original show. And it's now come to Netflix. Cobra Kai. And it is one of the best shows I've seen of the year. <sighs> Are you serious? And of a long time. So there's really? a couple people in my life that have told me that I absolutely needed to get this and watch it and whatever. And I ignored them. Now it's on Netflix, and I can watch it because I wasn't going to do it on YouTube. Um, but I see it up there. It doesn't intrigue me in the slightest. I have, I love, uh, I love the franchise. When the movies were out, I think those were great. Karate Kid was great. Just didn't intrigue me to watch this show. But now, well, what the I, heck? I love Karate Kid um, in all iterations. I always have. Um, I had been wanting to watch this show on YouTube for a while because Kevin Smith has praised it significantly. He did, he did yeah. Um, but I just, and I do, I have YouTube, the YouTube Red. Yeah, I have you it. do. You could have watched it a and long time ago. I could have watched ago. it a long time ago. I haven't. I'm glad I didn't because now I can just binge the hell out of it and there's two seasons for me to watch. But when it popped up on Netflix, I'm like, awesome. I've been meaning to get to this. Now it's in front of my face. I'm mm-hmm. going to watch it. I, okay, listen, it's a low, lower budget show. Yeah. It isn't breaking the world apart in its like production or acting or any of these specific items. Mm-hmm. But it is so satisfyingly, it just makes me feel happy. Really? You know, it just makes me feel <laughs> really? good watching this huh. show. I just enjoy it. I am able to, it's very 80s. Even though it's not set in the eighties, yeah, right. but it, it it gives you that feeling that you had, yeah, you know, watching these types of things in the eighties. Um, it's delightfully on the edge of a kids show and an adult show, okay, but it's not a kids show. I mean, there's 
R-rated language and oh, stuff like that. Interesting. Um, so it's not really aimed at children, but it has the spirit of the Karate Kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Behind it, yeah. So it kind of gives you that, like, what what would you consider that eighties teen movie like Karate Kid? Um, it gives you that, like, but made for an adult. Really? Yeah. So now that you say that it gives you that 80s feel, I I am more intrigued with it because I didn't have I didn't really want to watch it because I didn't really want the modern take of Karate Kid again, you know? Like I, I don't know. I, I felt the, like But were I, they pushing it as that initially or no? I don't know how they were pushing I, it. I think they were pushing it as well, first of all, it's that they could have done all that. They could have done that. And it would have been easy. Mm-hmm. It would have been easy to take the Save by the Bell route or the Full House route or right. do something like that. And and Karate Kid as a franchise always had had a little more edge than that. Yes, you know it was it was a kids movie. Well, I mean, he swept the leg. Yes, but <laughs> um, they had an opportunity to do that and they didn't do that, which is what I think is really smart about it. They aimed it towards adult adults and. They didn't uh, play off the fact that this is what's happening now. No, they're like, okay, they could have just replayed the same story. They could have done The Force Awakens. Yeah. Here's the yeah. same story. Yeah, they could have. 30 years later. Yes. Okay. They didn't do that. They do a lot of the same elements, but they always twist it. Okay. So is this a Very show? interesting. Is this a show I could watch with a kid? Oh, yeah. No? It, yeah, definitely. But Cause every Grady, once in a while, you'll be like, don't say that. You're not going to want to because they won't want to watch it as fast as you want to watch it because you want to watch this fat show fast. Grady loves Karate Kid. He's watched one, two, and three, and he watches them over and over again. Um, so I feel like you would like this show then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely not aimed at kids, so he might not. Okay. Well, maybe he won't. Um, but I love it. There are certain things that annoy me. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of... Um, Despite the fact that I think they avoid tropes for the most part, or they avoid the obvious and twist that, they they lay you into that path and then kind of twist you out of it. Um, there are certain things that they do that are dramatically over the top, continually that kind oh. of annoy you. Yeah, um, like they keep they have to keep a certain amount of tension. So just as something is about to get resolved, some event happens that brings it back to the point of tension and okay. then keep bringing you forward and bring yeah, you back. Yeah, that would be annoying. And it, that, that one aspect and that one relationship does that annoyingly. Was that kind of like how Arrow was with me where I was just like, dude, I can't watch it. Yes. It's yeah. too CW. I was like, no, no, go away. I can't do this. There is an aspect of that to yeah. this show. I mean, I'm not Because that's, that's how Arrow lost me because I was loving it the first two yeah. seasons and then yeah, after that, I was like, don't care. There's a very I'm CW done. aspect to the show. I'll okay. say that. Um, but if you putting all that aside, I, I really enjoy it. I, I highly recommend anybody of our age to watch it. I don't know that anybody older would be interested or anybody younger would be interested, but we are going to hit that right. Anybody from about 30 to 50 is going to hit this pretty well. Yeah. Okay. Um, interesting. I enjoy it a lot. I only have uh, one. Did you have more? No. What you're watching? Um, I only have one. What I'm watching that is different. Like I'm, I haven't finished Umbrella Academy yet. I've got like two episodes left that I need to finish. I did start that high score documentary, but it's like 
just like you said, it's something that you can flip on and fall asleep to. Yeah. I think it's very interesting. I do think it's interesting, but it can be a little bit monotonous, you know, and yeah. Um it is what it is, but it's better it's produced very than well. Yeah. yeah. It's very well produced. It is it looks really good. Um but the the new show that I started watching, which isn't a new show, I think that it has four seasons and I don't know if it did any more. I believe it was on AMC, but it's on uh Netflix now. And it's called Halt and Catch Fire. I have heard of it. Yeah, this. I've heard of it. So it's about the it's about creating like individual computers, right? Like the personal computer, the like a laptop computer, basically. Wow, that's insane. Now I want to watch it. I thought it was about firemen. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Or is uh, that a joke? No, oh, I okay. swear to God. I, I thought it was just another one of those like Chicago fire. What, no, what, what, what? no, it's about personal computing well, and that. about this guy that has, he's been, he worked for IBM and then he's like basically a freelance guy that's hiring himself out to make companies better and he has the idea of tearing down an ibm computer and getting their um like they're figuring out their operating system on their own and making his own thing and it's him and another engineer that works for this company and he picks this one guy that's an engineer and and this guy up in that era because i caught the tail end of it whenever i was yeah. Eight years old. I mean, I could I could do a lot of stuff on Microsoft DOS and everything else. Even then, like it was at that point it was more or less down to uh a personal computer versus an Apple at that point. Yeah. But the stuff that I know that came before that, it was absolutely insane. You had free freelance guys like that. So and he's basically from company to company. That's what he's develop doing. Develop stuff, patent it through the company, and then companies are suing other companies. So you know, he he oh, he's nuts. hiring himself to a company to do a job, but then he starts doing this other thing on his own with one of the engineers that works at the company. And he said, "We're gonna like." He tells this guy, "He's like, we're going to tear a computer down and make our own thing." He's like, "And there's like this is what I want to do." And this other guy with had already tried it before and it like was ruining his life because that's what he did and ignored his wife and family and stuff. And this guy's got a very bad home life at the moment because he's like miserable. Um, But then he starts doing it with this guy. I'm only like three episodes or four episodes in to the first season and it's filmed weird though. And the main character isn't necessarily off putting, but it's a, he acts strange and maybe that's the way he chose to, act as this character and it's fine. It's just, you got to get used to him. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's him. There's three main characters hit like the, the one main guy that's like bouncing around from company to company, the engineer. And then this girl that was in a college class that is apparently a genius. Like she's like this genius coder or something. And they bring her into the mix and she hides in this room doing things on her own. I, I don't know. Kind of sounds like Silicon Valley a little bit too. Like you're saying like, no, no, it's not, not like that same close. thing where like two guys or one guy's working on a separate project from the company. But well, then yes. the company finds out about it. Okay. In that aspect. Yes. But it's not, okay, that's, anything that's like, the first thing that jumped to my mind was whenever well, you're going off of IP and your own 
patent versus a company patent. Yes. That gets really so gray. It's definitely gained my attention. And yeah, I want it, to keep watching it's this interesting. show. Now, now that you've said this, I'm interested to watch it. Yeah. I, I'm going to definitely keep watching It'll it. It'll be a while because i got to finish Yellowstone and Cobra Kai and the boys first. But Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm probably going to keep watching this show and definitely start the boys. Definitely start Cobra Kai. I'm going to tell you that really? right Really? I just feel like there's nothing there for me. So. You're wrong. Like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I might. Wrong. <sighs> Remember when I said the best show of the year? Thus far has been Dave. Oh yeah. Oh man. This is my favorite show of the year. Really? No, I like Dave a lot. Dave is still <laughs> yeah. the Dave is Dave still the best show. So, of the year. It's Dave. so different. And it came out of nowhere. Um, this is really good. I really enjoyed Cobra Kai. I'm gonna tell you what, and interesting that you mentioned like the main character in that one being a little off. Um, that's one thing that's interesting about Cobra Kai is there's really no there's no good guy. Really? They're all good and bad. Okay. It's so all, they're all human. It's all about perspective. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like the the main character is obviously Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. Um, who was the bad guy in the original right. movies. Well, because it's called Cobra Kai. He's not a good guy in this either. I but he's not a bad he guy be. either. Like he's one of those you're always on the fence. You're you're you, he's doing he's an anti hero. He's doing things mm-hmm. that he shouldn't be doing, but you're rooting for him to improve his life. But then, you know... Um, Ralph Macchio comes in. But he's not necessarily a good guy either. Like, he's strayed. Oh. It's mm. interesting. All right. And then it's oh, all about man, perspective. Really twisted your I'm going to tell you what this great... There's this great scene, right? And they do flashbacks to the movies during the show, which is really great. They do? Yes. To the original movie, I like that. Um, I like so that a lot. So there's this whole scene where Johnny Lawrence is talking about, you know, basically the relationship that he had um, with. Why am I blanking on Ralph, Ralph Macchio's name? No. Um, shit. What's his name? I don't remember. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. Um. Daniel LaRusso. Son. Danny LaRusso. Yeah, Danielson. Um, oh, yeah, Danielson. So they do this whole scene where he's talking about how Danny LaRusso was the villain of his story. That makes so much sense. With flashbacks saying like, man, I was dating this girl. Oh, I go this off. is that YouTube. Somebody made a YouTube video about that years but ago. But that's part of the show. They go, yeah. goes, I'm dating this girl. And some new kid. And we're on the beach, and I'm having a conversation with him, and this asshole comes up, and he just starts, um, and he yeah. sucker punched him. And he did, and, you, and yeah, they he showed did. the original. Yeah, fuck. he did. He's he, like, this fucking guy, I'm trying to have a conversation with my girlfriend, and he keeps butting in, and I tell him to get lost, and he sucker punches me. Yeah, and then he comes back wow. for more. <laughs> wow. And then he's yeah. like, uh, and, and then he's like, what the hell? And then he's like, a little while later, we're at the Halloween dance. I'm minding my, my own business. And this guy comes over the shop, over the bathroom stall and dumps cold water all over me. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's like, what? I mean, like, and I'm just like, I try to leave the guy alone. Yeah. And this yeah, guy. He's just defending himself the entire movie. The entire movie. And even then at the end, he cheats during the match to win because he hit, what was it, above? No. What are you talking about? He did. 
Oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, he did say that too. Yeah. Anyway, he's so they get in a fight after that, and then there was something else after that where from his perspective, he was doing the right thing, and yeah. Danny was doing the wrong thing. And then at the final match, yeah, it was supposedly an illegal move, maybe. Yeah, it was an know. illegal move. It was You're not supposed to kick, him in kick the face. to the face is an yeah. illegal move, and right? He, yeah. And he, that was his finishing move during the match, and he won by Plot. using That's an illegal move. move. Now, yeah. Now, uh, he, he, and he's like, and I get it. You know, I had a bad sense. I was in a bad place. You know, I exploited something I shouldn't have exploited. That was wrong. He's like, but the, that guy did a freaking illegal move. And he won he, and he beat me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, ever since then, my entire life has been downhill. Absolutely ruined. It ruined my life. <laughs> well, it does in this show. Yeah. I, like, that I was the defining the point in his life. Yeah. Wow. And it all went downhill from that. high school. Shoot, I really like do. All have to because see this, of Danny Larusso, who now is uh, like the super successful guy. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, kind of an asshole. Yep. And like he was, he was kind of the an very beginning and a Karate Kid. He was. Yeah, he came in and tried to start a fight with a guy that knew karate right off the bat, and he used it in self defense. And then he goes, "I need to find the best sensei to kick this guy's ass because he wanted his girl." Yeah. Yeah, because he was jealous. It's a good show. All right, I have to watch You're it. You're going to like it. Damn. Cobra Kai, folks. <laughs> and Halt and Catch Fire. I want to see that, too, though. It's pretty good. All right, for this week on Snarf Talk, I've been Chris. I'm Nate. I am Jerry. See ya. See ya.